Welcome everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 44. I am one of your hosts. I'm Khalif Adams with the fluffiest beard in Chicago. I want to say what's up to everybody and hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. And we are joined with Cicero Holmes, the man who just came home from a snowstorm. He is the abominable black, abominable black man, also <laughs> known as Frosty the Cicero. How are yeah. you, sir? Uh yeah, ha- uh happy new year everybody. Um you know, Kaz not lying. I literally like we went to he he was hitting me up like, "Hey, I'm ready to record." I'm like, "Hey, I just walked in the fucking door. How's everybody doing?" Um yeah, so <laughs> listen, on this side of Chicago, last year around this time, we talked about how great um, and by great, I mean terrible, the winter was. And the thing that I forgot was how terrible the winter is. So it's like this kind of playful euphemism to say, oh, the winters are really bad in Chicago and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, then you remember and then you're like, you're an idiot for living here. This place is terrible. <laughs> like, I love the people here. Food is good. All that other jazz is cheaper to live here than New York. But there's a reason it's cheaper to live here in New, than New York because everything's a fucking igloo. This place is horrible. <laughs> horrible. Don't make fun of my people. Do not make fun of my people. <laughs> tell me, tell me how you really feel about Chicago right now. Because <laughs> you just basically did like the like. Oh wow. Damn. Yes. Like. Yes. You're going to go run out and, like, beat people up in the street. Oh, my goodness. Yo, I cursed out Mother Nature this morning. I sent out a tweet this morning. The tweet was, hey, weather, your mother. That was was the tweet. (laughs) Damn. Wow, you calling calling Mother Nature's mother out. How does that even work? Yeah, hey. Who, what is who that? Is mother, mother grandmother? Um, mother grandmother. Grandmother nature. Grandmother nature. Grandmother, grandmother, grandmother nature? nature. She wears Birkenstocks. And, um, <laughs> and, and wool socks. Right. Yep. And wool socks. Is sitting around eating uh, cream of wheat and, and <laughs> grits. Um, hominy grits. And mushrooms and and mushroom she just picked. Yes. <laughs> yes. So wait a minute. So does great? So wait, does grandmother nature have plastic on her couch? <laughs> grandmother nature, yes. Grandmother nature has plastic on her plastic on her couch. <laughs> she has mints yeah. that look like someone licked it all in one ball. Oh, and put it all ew! Ew! Yeah. That Those is are the gross. worst. You know what I'm talking about. That, that is yep. That is beyond the. This pale. is officially everyone's <laughs> grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah my, my grandmother had like oh my great grandma had like this plastic runner that went from yes, the front door yes. to like the bedroom yep. right and Did i was it. like why but what is so special that you need this what strip of carpet are you trying to protect right now with this long ass piece of fucking it's so you know exactly PB. where to go right yeah it, it's like yeah it's like it's like the red velvet rope but like for the Ew, no, because that would be really oh. gross for me and my great-grandmother's right. house. Ew. Never mind. Uh. Yeah. Right. You got right, VIP at the grandmother's house? I take that back. You're on the list that your great-grandmother's VIP into an ass whooping. Right. Uh, yeah. I probably would be everyone's grandmother's bouncer. Right. Thank you. Oh, oh, I was gonna God. say. Yeah, I was gonna so say dope. that the pedophile uncle that stays in the back room that the kids aren't allowed to touch or to, to be around. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. He's the he's the bouncer. He's the he's the guy that that's watching the list. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I think yeah. Like yes. Creepy Dan. Yes. The, oh, the one that the one that just sits in that one room with the yep. TV on all the time. Yep. All the time. That's all yep. the time. Wait, and it's had a mustache <laughs> since the day he's born. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just oh imagining a baby like, with a mustache like, and a creepy like, stare. Like Bunny DeBarge. With a mustache, <laughs> and then like at age 13, they're like, "Here's a white van for you. <laughs> Have fun." A tiny toy oh, white van. Man. Just Happy New Year. Year. We are off the rails. Oh Welcome back to Bricago, yeah. everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, we took, a, we took a week off after our Game of the Year show, and this is what you've come back to, so welcome. Yeah. Welcome back. Hello, yeah. hello, and welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so we had, we had, we were trying to figure out, um, you know, how to get everybody together and, and, and how we were going to try to spec out this year's shows and you know we wanted to say who we wanted to have on the shows and, and get everybody together and all that stuff right um the people who we really wanted at least i was like yo we got to get them on we i was like we got to get some folks from code live on and if you don't know what code liberation is we're gonna let the folks who are on the show with us this week kind of introduce themselves and introduce what code liberation is yeah because you did hear some other voices that were not ours and that would be really weird if that was just the way we now i'm in voice acting son i just i just threw my voice i got different female voices i'm good like that i'm good like that <laughs> see see so <laughs> yeah we we really have well not played. done a show in a minute we really have not done a show in a minute so we're right. rusty as hell yeah, right. so I guess the best way to do that is to, you know, just introduce the the guests that we have this week. We have um, two crazy, ridiculously dope individuals on our show this week. Um, we have Stacey Mulcahy. Hello. And we have Kat Small. Hi. From Code Lib, Code Liberation. Um, and thank you guys for being on the show with us this week. Thanks for of having course. us. Yeah, thank you. Word. Um, so I guess besides all the craziness that we just talked about, <laughs> it's hard to kind of segue into like real discussion uh, now. Well, well, I, um, I, before we segue into real conversation, let's get our obligatory house cleaning out of the way. I think. Okay. If, yeah, we can if, do that if, real if quick. we if we can. Um, keep keep and, me keep me on the straight and narrow. Side. Right. Right. Um, you know, again, game of the year, uh, two parter. It was epic. Um, even though, you know, I'm not really a fan of that word, but it was because, you know, we were on it. Um, thanks a lot to ShreefJackson.com. Thanks to Dan the Robot. Thanks to Matt Lancaster, the Lengselot81, um, also the host of the More Than Bits podcast um, for being on the show. Um, everybody's contribution was worthwhile. Um, and, uh, we received a lot of positive feedback from the show. Um, but the most positive feedback was from our good friend on Twitter, Unanimous, who said that I was the only person with gaming taste because my game of the year was Forza Horizon 2. So thank you, Unanimous. As always, you are correct. You are wise beyond your year, sir. Is it is it unanimous like deaf in both ears and blind in one eye? <laughs> yeah. May, How does that maybe, work? but he still has the sense and the wisdom of a scholar. Oh, okay. There if it that's is. what you want to call it. That's <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there that, it is. That works. I love you. I love you, Yoda. You're you're a good dude. Yeah. Good stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah so, so yeah yeah. So thanks a lot, everybody, um, for checking it out. It did really really well in terms of downloads and numbers. Um, uh, you guys are awesome. We are awesome. You know, we make awesome things together. Everything is awesome. 
that is that is Wow, I mean, you are the you are the only person to have ever sung on our show besides I, me. I will sing everything I, if I if given the opportunity. <laughs> the karaoke point blog, just saying. Right, oh, there you go. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. right, next, time on in, next time I'm in in New York, I'm, we're going to call karaoke it up. Yep. <laughs> so, Code Liberation, the Code Liberation Foundation, can can one of you? fine folks let us know exactly what that is for for the audience out there who may not know the dopeness that is the code live founder foundation foundation okay all right cool yeah. uh code liberation is a group that is currently in new york and slowly expanding across the world Mwahaha. um <laughs> and we our goal is to teach women um of all ages and backgrounds uh how to program video games and to eventually get these women to actually be in the game development field like as actual game developers and game makers and nice. yeah, I mean, we hold, so our thing is we hold a lot of uh, free events of various kinds. We hold classes, workshops, and also other t- types of community building events like game jams and nights where people can come together and play video games. So we just want to build a crazy large community of women who want to make games. That's, that's super dope. Um, I know, and I know that I came upon some of your work. I know that you had been doing lots of different stuff and I saw that there was something that you guys had done fairly recently with black girls code as well. Or was that, was that a while ago? Uh, it was, it was semi-recent. Yeah. Still pretty fresh. December. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's fairly recent. How did, how did the event go and how did every, how, how was the reception to it? It was amazing. Um, the event was just so wonderful and so exciting. And we were pretty freaked out beforehand because we weren't really sure how we were going to fit 50 girls into a room and teach them how to make games in three <laughs> hours. Uh, but it worked out ridiculously well. And by the end, we had like at least 15 games to show from it. And people totally understood concepts and they understood how to like split into different roles and some of the people would go search for music and some of them did art and some of them actually did the programming for it and it was just a, an amazing event and so many people learned so many things from it i'm so excited and happy about it i've, I've seen some of the videos that you guys have put on the site <clears throat> excuse me and the the things that i really like and have have pulled from um the, the conversations that you guys are having is like look this is a thing that has been needed for a long time. This is something that we have been trying to get moving and seeing how the gaming space has evolved and continues to evolve needs the voices and the actions of women to be there in all aspects. Um, has, uh, what's been, the, what's been the, the craziest thing that you guys have kind of seen come out of some of the, the, the game jams and some of the talks that you guys have had? How, how, how involved are the, are the people who are coming to you after these seminars and after these classes um, what's what's been their reaction to, to all of this? It seems like a really empowering thing. Well, I mean, we had um, we can talk about Fatima, right? Yes. We had, I mean, we so we have a couple of like. It's nice to say that we have success stories, I guess, in, in that sense that we have like um, we have um, you know, a, a young woman who kind of joined us and started to learn game making, um, and it totally changed like the trajectory of where she was going, and and you know now she's like she was just listed under. Um, Forbes like under 30 in gaming you know and that's within what that's like a a year a year and a half yeah yeah Yeah. like she did a little bit unity she was doing unreal engine she was doing a whole bunch of stuff and it's just like blew up and so you know 
we have a bunch of, and we also have a bunch of women who come and, and our demographics are quite different. Sometimes we'll get people who have uh, zero experience, zero coding experience. Sometimes we get women who have a background, maybe they took comp sci or, or something and had a bad experience and dropped out, or maybe they just dropped out, whatever. Like we get all sorts of people and, you know, sometimes, you know, so those people keep coming back and again and again. So we have a couple of people who, you know, now are, want to teach, for example, and now want to contribute back and, um, but, you know, Fatima, I think, is a really good example of, like, uh, kind of what, like, we're all just so, like, that's what we want. That's amazing. Like, go. Uh, I guess I guess the question I have next is seeing and having those success stories, you know, with, with a lot of things that we've seen in the, the game space, especially because it's so male-dominated and we see that there are just so many folks who are so anti-change and anti-woman, anti-woman of color, anti smart women anti all these things right <laughs> like anti everything right i was gonna you say know, anti you... vagina but okay <laughs> yes sure. it is um, we live i mean i mean look you 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 both know more than anybody else would know on on this discussion how anti vagina this world is at this point yep. right right <laughs> and and it's and it's one of those conversations that when you have it with folks who may not necessarily know how and why a, a foundation like yours is as important as it is and, and as needed as it is, you know, how do you convey that to those people? Cause there's some people you're just not going to get, right. You just got, you're not going to get through that barrier. But when those people are having those conversations and you're injected into those, into those conversations, how do you battle back at that? What, what's, what's the thing that is discussed between you two and between everybody else that's in code lib um, about how you kind of tackle that side of the, the issue? I think one of the biggest things is we really just show them what people say and we show them that there's a need there already. Like we just say, okay, if if this wasn't necessary, then why are, you know, 40, 50 people showing up to each of our classes? Um, mm. Why are people thanking us afterward and saying like, oh my gosh, this has actually made me feel like I could program and be in a comfortable environment and, and like I'm not an idiot and things like these, you know? Um, so I think the biggest thing is to to not get we try really hard to not get caught up in back and forth with people about it and just mm -hmm. say, hey, OK, we are here because there's a need and here's proof that there is a need. You can see if you want to, but we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. As long as people actually show up, we're going to keep doing this. That's awesome. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you guys are amazing. Um I guess the question that I have is, like, you know, right now you're, you know, New York focused. Obviously, there are a lot of people there. Um, there are a lot of young girls there, a lot of women uh, in New York that that can utilize your services. But but reaching out and and your out, outreach efforts, what avenues are you guys taking to try and and build, um, you know, code libs in L.A., in Chicago, in Miami, in you know, in Portland? Um, uh, where, you know, places where women, cause I, you know, I've heard that women live in those places as well and hmm. are probably <laughs> uh, right, uh, underrepresented in, in, in the gaming space. Well, I mean, I think, so first of all, I, I guess one of the, the, the founder of kind of CodeLib, one of the original founders, along with um, many of the other founders, uh, she moved to Amsterdam. You know, okay. Felix Berry, hmm. and she's teaching in Amsterdam. So she's trying to get stuff sorted out in Amsterdam and, and figure out people who can teach. The thing with it, something like what we're doing or initiative that we're doing, it's hard because 
people don't think of it as having overhead because we're just volunteering our time. But there's a lot of overhead. We've got to find places that will give us space. We've yeah. got to find places that will maybe give us computers because sometimes people don't have computers or the right software or that kind of things. We've got to find people who can TA. So even if we do find someone in Portland, for example, who you know is totally capable of teaching two or three kind of gaming languages or you know software packages, they still need the support. Yeah. And so you know our outreach hasn't been. I would say uh, it's slow growth, and I would say we're more focused, and Kat, correct me totally, but mm-hmm. I think it's we're more focused on being where the gaming community is coming to gather at this point right now. So sure. you'll see, like, at conferences, we're trying to make sure that we're offering a workshop at conferences, for example, right. that coincide and make sense. And then hoping, in that sense, through networking and whatever else, that we can meet some interested individuals. Because usually people, volunteering your time is a really hard thing, and, and it's not usually until you attend a class that you're really willing to volunteer your time back. And I know it sounds really weird, but it's like I've been through the experience. I understand how great or positive or any of these things, and I feel like I could do this. And so right. often it takes someone to go through that process. So it's it's a slow growth. Do we want to be in Portland? Do we want to be in L.A.? Do we want to be in Chicago? Yes. Do we want to be in Wisconsin? Yeah, of course. Like, that would be You don't want to be unreal. in Wisconsin. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, well, wait. we could find someone in <laughs> Maybe not there. Right. If we could find someone there, that'd be cool. If you someone know. else could do that part, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not it's volunteering like, like, anytime soon. Yeah, it's yeah. like who wants who wants to go to Wisconsin? Everyone's like, uh, they want to go. Right. <laughs> Everyone's like, no. uh, back, back it up, back it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. yeah. The other thing is is like, I mean, definitely we've been doing a lot of going to conferences and stuff, and that's been really great because people have actually reached uh, reached out and been like, hey, we would love to actually do this in our own town like how can we set this kind of thing up um Mm -hmm. so that's really awesome and we're hoping that we can start figuring out a way to to do proper branching and ensure that we have the same quality across the board because that's one of the other challenges is actually making sure that things don't get crazy um and then the other thing we want to do is actually uh create training videos and things like that so people can learn to code online so if they're like in a small town or something or they can't travel and they have internet then they can just go online and and watch a video on youtube for example and learn how to program using a free uh video gaming uh video gaming software dope yeah um so so i remember and i'm gonna dig back into your into your pasts right now <laughs> dun, dun, dun. i'm an open um, book dun, i could care dun, less dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> just check my twitter I, history it says it all damn <laughs> first, well, well first of all you have one of the best twitter handles on the fucking it's planet. pretty great it I, is what, i like it but a lot of people don't so i, I real like really oh, yeah. yeah 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 i get quite a you, few emails you know, aren't, don't you feel you're poorly representing women and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stacy, the think... representative for all women. Yeah, yes, exactly. Thank... You know, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. I yeah. think, I think, I think, I think people, when they get those kinds of conversations, you should have a, a, a tag on your shoulder that's like, I am monolithic Stacy. <laughs> I actually have a gif I send back. So it's, it's oh, a, do you it's really? It's on the table that's like, fuck this and this and this. Oh, and yes. This. Just like, <laughs> I just send that back. Because uh, I, I didn't, you know, it's around. funny. I, I didn't really get emails for a long time or complaints for a long time. And it's only been in maybe like last year I got a lot. I mean, it's only what, five days into this year. So you know, there's still time. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you. I mean, I re- I remember very <laughs> I remember a very specific time actually. I so because I follow you because I'm I'm a follower of of bitch uh, bitch who codes uh, at bitch who codes. Um, 
And I remember there was like a section of time when I don't know if this was like Gamergator related or if this was just like industry related in general, where you kind of had like a what the fuck, dudes, like a little bit of that kind of a moment of like, what's going on right now in the world where everything is like so oh, yeah. anti woman and anti vagina and anti just like progressive thought about what we as women can do in the space. You're not yeah. a woman. I mean, well, I'm. I'm speaking as monolithic. Monolithic Stacy. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll allow. And it. I and I and I remember also like like Kat, you I remember there was I think it was on Medium that I saw this where there was a it was a conversation or a post that you had written about being a black woman in, in tech and, oh, yeah. and being in the space that blew up a little bit and and it was interesting to see both of the the conversations that you both were having and i'm going to reference also the article that you wrote that the letter that you wrote to your niece stacy uh. in, in a second back in 2013 um i know the space is hard in in, my, in lots of different ways but do you see any of it getting better at this point i mean you guys are doing the work right you're out there you're busting ass you're like killing it you're both super accomplished in what you've been able to create both inside the space and outside the gaming space. But do you find that there that that maybe it's getting a little bit better? Do you think that it's moving a little bit the goalpost a little bit? Not the goalpost, but the the meter. Cat. I'll, I'll start. I'll start with cat. All right then. Um, I I think so. I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like things have been going in a bit of a cycle over the past mm-hmm. like twenty years. I mean, I remember in the nineties there was a lot of movement to like have women making all these kinds of slice of life types of games where trying to make things feel a little bit more normal, like talking about things that just happen in your life or like, and there was also like the Riot Girl movement and stuff. And I feel like it's kind of coming back a little bit. So it's kind of hard to say if things are getting better uh, or <laughs> like, is it just, you know, is it just more of the same? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, if we're talking about like in the past five, 10 years, I would say, yeah, things are definitely getting better. People are feeling more like they can create things that they don't need to have like 10k or whatever to actually buy like a developer's license and and Mm -hmm. have like a studio and things like that to make a game and get it out there i think that's really definitely great i'm seeing so many more people's stories and and um learning so much more about different types of people and i think that's definitely an improvement and i think it's great that we're talking about these things and that we keep talking about them um so i would say in that regard definitely just the internet improving in terms of like accessibility (laughs) has been really great for seeing more types of conversations and more types of games nice stacy you have anything to add to that uh i think we have our (laughs) moments i I, I want to be more positive but like I think last year just kind of destroyed me, to be honest. Like, I had so many ridiculous, bad experiences that I've never mm. encountered in my life. Like, I could really? never even articulate. Yeah, just an, and, and it's just a little bizarre. So, you know, for me, it was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I've become more sensitive, to be honest, um, which mm-hmm. is totally fair to say, because I think in the past I've been very... Uh, Whatever, man. I grew up with guys. I've I've got a hard shell, you know. Yep. I don't I don't care. And you know, now maybe maybe I'm just realizing that um, I'm becoming more sensitive. Please, God, don't tell anyone that <laughs> in my older age. This was, nobody this was nobody listens anywhere. to this. No one <laughs> listens to guys, this. Don't worry. Sensitive guys. Sensitive cold, cold heart beats. Right. Um, but <laughs> but you know, having said that, there are like I think like what Kat said about discussion is so important, and I'm all for. Um, hearing what everyone has to say about it. Like, I find it really fascinating. 
when you'll have, um, you know, the whole idea of like uh, male alleys and you'll have them talking about it. And I'll, I just find it fascinating. So I think the, the fact that discussion is happening is awesome. Uh, but I think right now it's, it's incredibly polarizing. People find that they, I think a lot of women are struggling to find out what their voice is in amongst all this. And so do they have to be seriously like, you know, fuck the man, fuck you, you guys all suck. Or, you know, they're, or they're, are they totally quiet? And people are, I think women are trying to figure out what are they comfortable with, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can say that I've encouraged people to do is just be like, be true to who you are. Yeah. Like, right. you know, if you're not comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with it. That's fine. Like, but if you are, you are. And it's okay to be comfortable with something that other people aren't, for example, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's getting yeah, I... better. It's just a really slow process. And, you know, the internet, right? It feels a lot like the, the conversation that we often have about race yeah. in the country and yeah. how things are moving slowly but surely. But also, like, I know 2013, I was the maddest and blackest I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so it was like one of those things where, like, you were having that, that, that kind of thing happen to you yeah. on, on, on that side of it. So, it's, it, I get that. And yeah. it's, it's interesting for people to, to kind of come to that, to, to, to that conclusion and say, hey, it's okay that I'm mad and I'm, it's okay that I'm having these, these feelings about this thing and I will tell the truth about it, right? Like, right. just at the end of the day, that's, that's the beautiful part about it. See? Well, that's yeah. Really, so, yeah, so go I was ahead, just going to say, that's really crazy that the way that you said that, it's like you thought you're the maddest and black as you've been this year, you know? And it's really <laughs> crazy because I, I, like, I, the guess, you captured how I felt about the last year completely in a yeah. different route, you know, in a different vertical. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. 2013 just been insane. I was, I was, go ahead, Kat. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying 2013 just was, or 2014 rather. Sorry, 2014 was really crazy in so many ways. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I I will say this much: that if if Dan Savage has taught me anything, is that uh, the vagina (laughs) is the much more powerful love muscle. Um, And 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 the the other thing that um, we all need to be cognizant of is uh, much like race that you know if we can if we can take a a bird's eye view a, you know a 20 mile look at at what's going on we would see that the people that when when people start yelling the loudest and the and the, the amount of vitriol is the strongest is generally when the death rattles the death rows of uh, a bigoted movement is, you know, starting to die. Um, you know, people wanted to take their country back after the president for the first time ever didn't, you know, wasn't the same color palette as he, as he had normally been. Um, and, and, you know, those people started to really, really show, pardon the pun, show their colors as a result of, uh, you know, as a result of the, there being a difference in who this person was. And, and it really allowed us to see who was reasonable and who wasn't. And I think one of the beautiful things and, it, you know, of course, it has to come through tragedy. But one of the beautiful things of 2014, if we can reflect back on it, is the uh, Gamergate allowed us to see the true colors of the bigoted misogynist and 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 again much like what happened in 2014 and when when it came to race was that women started to see 
that they weren't alone in standing up and and bucking against these people that were calling them out and that they were getting you know many many scores and scores of men coming and and standing beside them and holding their arms and and saying that we will fight with you we are in the trenches these are fucking assholes that are not representative <laughs> of me and mm-hmm. and you know and we will shout them down and we will shut them down um the same way that that black people have seen over the last few months uh, people that aren't black standing side shoulder to shoulder with them saying the 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 treatment that you're getting is not just and we won't stand for it anymore and we will stand here and you will not be alone anymore so that, i mean if 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 you know it's terrible to have to go through this kind of stuff it's terrible to have to live through it but if if we can if we can be uh, extrospective. I don't even know if that's a word. I'm terrible at those types of things. <laughs> that's totally not now. a word. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it is now. It is now. It's, it's a, you know, a stub definition. Um, that, uh, <laughs> that, Webster's that, 2015. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're twerking. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. But anyway, it's, it's, uh, it, it gives, it gives everybody a, a chance to, if you can step back and, 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 and not be, uh, you know, so introspective, um, be the opposite of introspective for a little while, you can see that there are people that you're not, you're not screaming in the corner by yourself anymore. And in fact, you're, you know, you're standing out on Main Street with, Yep. And you look to your left and your right, there are other people that, you know, that pee standing up or sitting down because they can choose, but but they choose to stand with you. So um, that's great. And, you know, I applaud my brothers in arms for standing with our sisters um, and, you know, we'll continue to do so. Are you, are you I guess a question I have, because um, there's a couple of things that I'm kind of like cycling through in my head. Um there, there was the the article that you wrote, Stacy, back in 2013. You had written a, a really dope piece, um, a super dope piece, yeah. and, I, and I and I know that you're sick, so thank you for. <laughs> Are you okay over there? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, um, and I know you wrote this amazingly awesome piece um, that honestly I hadn't read until until to, uh, uh, earlier today, actually, when I was doing a little ba- a little bit of back research. Um, to your to your niece who was eight at the time, and there was it, it's a whole list of things that you were hoping for her to be able to do and to not have to go through if she's deciding to go into tech. And the, there's one that really consistently sticks out to me, and it and it hit me really hard because I've seen it happen so often. And to be honest, when I when I when I asked you both to be on the show was something that I was a little bit worried that I would fall back into the same kind of um, the same kinds of habits, the bad habits that dudes have when they have both women on women on their shows. And when they're talking about women's accomplishments is of how they reference just their womanhood as opposed to their accomplishments. (laughs) And 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 I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. And see if there is something that we can kind of wrap our at least at least help the people who are trying to become allies and try to, to, to help um, get wrap their minds around it. I've been lucky enough to be raised by enough women that I can kind of understand where the where that is a shitty and terrible thing. <laughs> so I don't do it. 
Um, but do you think, and I, let me read it off real quick. Cause I think it was so dope and so poignant. It was, it says, I hope that if someone chooses to toss an adjective in front of your job title, that is about your qualifications and not your gender. Yeah. That shit is so dope. Just great. Yeah. It's so dope. And like totally hits the, hits the point on the head. Um, do you feel that in the spaces that you're in or that seeing and having the conversations with the women that you that you are having in, in like intimate spaces and having those conversations in safe spaces, that that's kind of becoming a little bit less. I, I guess this kind of dips back into the like, do you think it's getting better? Um, but are people basically saying, hey, Kat, you are a dope human being and you work at SoundCloud and you bust out super dope shit all the time and you help help to make Brooklyn Gamery and, and all this awesome stuff. And like Stacy. Uh, not monolithic Stacy, but Stacy. <laughs> singular Stacy. You know, yes. singular Stacy. <laughs> like, like you're a lead at 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 Big Spaceship, and and now you're a, a tech evangelist, uh, a tech evangelist at Microsoft. Like, are they? Is this part of that conversation now? Is that becoming something more that we're seeing, or is that just? It's it's still too early. Um, I guess Stacy will will we'll ask you that first. Uh, I mean, yes and no. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, I think, really, at this point, because everyone's talking about, like, making sure that they have, you know, female developers on their team and making sure Mm -hmm. that they recruit female developers and making sure that they, you know, we're not talking about, people still have the conversation on on female, and they're not talking about minorities, and that really bugs me. Because, Mm. you know, why why not hire a, 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 a gay you know, developer. Why not hire someone who's a physical, like a- another minority of some sort, right? Don't want right. to necessarily slot gay under that, but you know, like why? Why are we? Why are we just using female? And so, for a long time, I just got, oh, she's a female dev because you know, you know, it was a long time I could go to a meeting and literally you could say she, like as if I wasn't in the room. You could say, well, she said this. <laughs> and wow. People do that all the time, and, and it'd be okay because uh. I was the only she. Right. Wow. And that's slowly kind of changing. And I always had to say to people, like, don't use she. Like, I'm in the room, and if there's two she's, which she is it? Like, you don't know who, you know. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do think it is. I think it is getting a little bit better. But again, our sensitivity has really grown, and we're really trying to build these kind of, um, you know, teams that ha- that are representative of all these different kind of backgrounds you know, very diverse kind of backgrounds. And so, you know, it's going to come up. Um, But I think at the end of the day, I just want to be respected for my ability to sit down beside you and have good ideas like you do and to code like you do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, And as a speaker, I want you to select me or choose me to speak or invite me to speak somewhere because I'm a good speaker. I don't want you to invite me because you need a female person on your speaker list. That's not my problem. Like, and it is my problem because, you know, apparently I'm supposed to fill that slot, but I, I get really sensitive about those kind of things. And so, you know, I've had someone ask me, for example, to speak once and it was just like, well, yeah, you know, I need a female speaker. And immediately I was like, no, not interested. (laughs) That's so gross. Well, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't intended in the way that it came off. Yeah. Right. And, and at the end of you know, at the end of the day I know as a speaker I'm a I'm a I, I'm a good speaker. I know I can do that. And so when those kind of things it bothers me. But yeah, we're progressing and again we're kind of also within these boundaries that we're creating to make a more diverse culture too. So it's kind of double edged, I think. Yeah. I mean well, it's so interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no no, no. 
please, please, you're a kid. You get to eat first. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I I also have incredibly mixed feelings about it because, you know, it's hard. It's like you want to be, you want to represent sometimes or as some people might put it, like be an ambassador for for like a marginalized group. But you also don't want it to be the only thing people care about. Like, for example, it's extra frustrating for me because it's like I'm black and I'm a woman. And so it's like, well, you're like a unicorn or whatever. And and I don't always (laughs) I don't always want people to concentrate on on my face and and that just be the entire conversation like who cares that i'm a woman who cares that i'm black i want to code i want to make great things and i want to do i want to help people do great things and sometimes i really want that to be the only focus but it's also frustrating because um there are just going to have to be times where you have to step up and be like hey yes you know i am these things and it's it's okay to sometimes talk about that i think i believe stacy that you wrote something kind of about this a little bit where you mentioned like that if you are the only person on stage you want to talk about the things you love but if you're with a group of people discussing it that you can sort of talk about those experiences in a group because you're not the only one representing and i thought that was a really great way of saying it and i think that's awesome i think the kind of just what you said about <coughs> that's that's exactly what i want to say cough i'm so sorry just what you said about like you know and for me again like i'm like it's not my problem but at the end of the day it is my problem because like you kind of said cat it's like you need to stand up there and you need to be seen and you need to sometimes put on you sometimes you need to you know wave that flag and and you know be that person that's visible and transparent to people because they need to see themselves in you they need to be able to say that like you know what i can't be a woman in tech you know what i can be a black woman in tech you know what i can be a black woman who's making video games for example right. or you know whatever it may be mm, right well, well, uh, so, so I, I well i was i was actually going to ask cat um you know uh, uh, and i've never met you before tonight um, but, you know, the 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 one thing that, and, you know, Kai and I both are in, in, in IT. Um, I'm a I'm a Unix admin. And um, one thing that I realized just just recently, like in the, the last year or so, is that I've never worked with another <laughs> black sysadmin at the same time. Yep. Like I, I know other black sysadmins. We've never worked together. Um, so, it's like so, impossible. Uh, right, right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so when when people are looking for representation, you do wind up having to be that person, you know, begrudgingly. Um, and and I, you know, one of the things that Khan I've often spoke about on the show is is that as as a person of color, when you were raised, uh, if you were raised correctly, your parents told you that you had to be you know, twice as, you know, twice as fast, twice yep, as strong, twice, twice as, as everything, good. you know, just, to, just, to, just to be as good as the other person or just to, to get to the same place that the other person has, um, being a woman, um, did, were you, were you raised, you know, I like, I don't, I don't know if when you were a child, if you had this, if this geeky bone, um, the techie bone, you know, <laughs> grew, <laughs> grew from you know from a youngin um but but as you started to you know as you started to realize that this was something that 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 you were aspiring to were you mentored into 
understanding or was it something that you had to learn on your own that, hey, that not only, you know, not only do I have to cross the, um, you know, I'm a woman hurdle or I'm a black, you know, I'm, I'm a black person hurdle um, that I have to, you know, I have to conquer both of those. Did was there, at, you know, at any point, was there someone that mentored you that kind of talked to you about those things so that you could get yourself ready for that? Honestly, no one really I don't really recall anyone talking to me specifically like from the standpoint of I'm a person in tech but I mean my parents sort of (laughs) my parents did prepare me for these kinds of situations by giving me the talk of like you know you know I mean first off my parents were really great in that they were first off really supportive of me being like inhaling technology basically like I played video Mm. games so much and I just did a bunch of crazy programming stuff when I was 12 and I don't know how I got away with it but they were great um but the other thing is that they were really they made sure to teach me a lot about history and the things that people had to go through to get to where they are and and so I kind of understood that things were partially stacked against people who look like me so I was kind of prepared to have to go through these things and And so I kind of came into it from the perspective of like, okay, I have to look really confident even if I feel terrified and I have to be confident in my own skills because other people are not going to be. And I'm going to have to learn and try to do like two or three times as much as other people are going to do in order to get the same recognition. But I'm okay with that because it means I can do things by myself. So I tried to look to, I tried to look at it from that perspective and it kind of helped me to um, get through the frustrating experiences. And gladly I haven't had like, I think coming into it later than other people have has been really great. And in my um, later years in the industry, I did actually start to have like a community of women to to talk to about these kinds of things. And I actually did find a couple of people who are kind of like mentors. So that's been really wonderful and helpful. But at the beginning, it was sort of like, figure it out, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> so so who, who yeah. are I, and I, I'm sorry, Kai, I'm, I'm going to talk over you. Um, but who, who, uh, cat first and then Stacy, when you can compose yourself, who are, if any, um, are your mentors? I know cat that you said that, uh, that you had some, who, who are those, those women that you look, look up to? Yeah, there's several. There's first off, Stacy is amazing and awesome and inspiring. Just gonna put that out there and make you vomit all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) But besides that, I mean, like Phoenix Perry, who started this whole thing, has been really great. Um, Lane Holly is a really great um, person who does like user experience and product design and development stuff, and she was just really amazing at helping me understand um, like the value of myself and and about like switching jobs and asking to get paid for things when speaking. Uh, Rachel Neighbors actually helped me go to a conference, the future of web design, and I was just wow. like blown away by the fact that she was able to do that. So like I don't know, there's just so many people that out of the kindness of their hearts have just been amazing, and it's just wow. like. I think we need to keep doing that. And I just want to keep finding ways to pay that forward and continue that generous spirit. Love you, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stacy is such a champion right now. She was oh, like yeah, so really. sick. I feel so oh bad. I think like, I think, I think for me, like it's a support group, but definitely like there's, we have people in New York, like Kat and uh, like she mentioned Phoenix Perry, who, you know, I'll, I'll bounce an idea off her and she'll just come back with like, you got this. Like, why are you even emailing me kind of bullshit almost? You know, that's totally <laughs> what you need. Like, that's all you need. Right. Um, but I think my history, like, 
has 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 evolved and back in the day, especially I was a Flash developer, so back in the day I was like it would have been um uh Deepa who was a uh, Deepa Submarine who was a uh, she was like a product manager at Adobe. I really just like she was a coder, hardcore. She like developed she went from like straight up engineer all the way through the ranks and she's just really smart and I've always like, you know, kind of like asked her questions about like what should I do career wise? Um, Veronique Brasseur, who's a, she's an iOS developer for the New York Times. And um, again, she's from the Flash world. And I always looked at her like, I want to be doing what you're doing, you know? So, and she always gave really, I mean, she was like negotiation advice. Amazing. Like that, she, I would, I would give her whatever she wanted. She was just scary. <laughs> you know, she'd be like, you go in there and you tell them. So, okay. I mean, I think that's the dope part, right? Is like when you, when you're at a specific level where you feel like the people who are both working next to you and above you to a certain extent have your best interests in heart to a certain extent, and like, hey, I want to see that you succeed, and I want to see that you do do well, and I'm not afraid to kind of hoard uh, information from you. Um, I feel like that's the sweet spot where where folks have kind of gotten to. Um, and it's it's really nice to hear that those stories are still happening and, and people are still reaching out to each other and kind of working yeah. hor- horizontally in that way and getting people together and, and, and moving up. Um, I kind of want to dip into like the, the giving back part and the giving back part, you know, again, digging into your resumes and digging into all the other stuff that you've done. Ha ha. Um, uh, like 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 Kat has been doing some stuff for a while. Um, so Brooklyn Gamery, if I'm saying everything yes. right, because I, I forget everything all the time. That is correct. Yes. So Brooklyn Gamery is one aspect of what you've been doing. Um, can you get into some of that a little bit? Sure. So Brooklyn Gamery is, uh, we started uh, by making this game called Prism Shell, um, and we made it a game jam, or rather we made it a hackathon, and then we just decided to actually continue and finish the game, and gladly it's going to actually be released soon, so that's cool. But one of the other things that we do with the gamery is we actually run uh, socially conscious game jams. So we've had a couple so far. The first one was called Big Bad Mama Jamma, and (laughs) it was a game jam about motherhood, and it was pretty awesome, and a lot of people showed up and made a bunch of really random hilarious games about motherhood um so we really just want to to make sure that people are making games about things that don't get focused on very much in in Mm -hmm. the games industry right now um so the second thing we did was a game jam called super love jam and that one was about things like sexuality and gender and and things like that and we had a lot of great games come out of that too and uh, we just want to keep doing a bunch of different things where we kind of challenge what is currently the status quo of games that's so dope that 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 big man and Jamma Joy sounds so yes, dope. Yes, it was fun. I want to I want to play that right now. I want to play that right now. Can we? Um. Um. So. Uh. So that's one thing that you were up to. Also, Tech Under Thirty. Can you can you get into a little bit of that as well? Yeah. Sure. So Tech Under Thirty is uh, a meetup that I helped to organize. Um. That I founded initially because I felt like I was the youngest person at a lot of events that I would go to, and I also felt mm. like. A lot of events. Yes, I know. Beating the young stick. Um, So, (laughs) but point being that I felt very, um, I guess I felt really awkward. And I also noticed that a lot of events were focused around drinking. And I didn't really feel comfortable with that being my motivation to go to these kinds of things. And and I didn't want that to be a crutch. So Mm -hmm. I started an event um, to kind of help people 
that are younger network and, and form their own kinds of connections without having to rely on things like alcohol. Um, so we have different events that sometimes are include things like making games or playing games. Um, but we also do things like talk about user experience and all kinds of stuff. That's pretty dope. I, I just want to say, I think that that's like one of the, one of the coolest things that I find about groups like that is you get to have like small little mini think tanks. Yeah. And then right. everyone is kind of cool. The only sad thing is I'm 36 and can't be down. Oh, don't worry. We can still show up. We won't eat you. Yay. <laughs> I will not get eaten. Yay. <laughs> um, I will not be eaten. Um, is that I, ge- I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at this second, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to actually run into our music break. Um, because the dopeness is just overflowing right now and I don't know what to do with myself. Uh. Yay. Um, so we're going to be right back. We're going to dig into our music break. This is episode 44 of the Spawn on Me podcast. We are hanging out with Cat Small and Stacey Mulcahy from Code Lib. Dope, dope, dope. Love you, Stacey. We'll be... <laughs> <laughs> and that was Stacey's, that was Stacey for She Loves Us Too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll be right back and you can tell everybody and you can tell everybody go ahead and tell everybody i'm the girl i'm the girl i'm the girl it's my world it's my world it's my world i'm the girl i'm the girl i'm the girl thank you very much thank you Very much to n- very that much. rejected. Roll me about whatever. Tell me how's riding the bus. Jealousy ain't help you. Aided me and it dealt you. A bad hand going hard at your softy soft gust. So thank you very, thank much. You very much. But never showing love to you. Saw me on 106. Now I'm the sh- to you, huh? Say with success, the most stress. Where you from? My name in your mouth. Guess I really made it out, huh? So thank you very, thank much, you very much for purchasing that sauce to feel more sore for not supporting when you had the choice. I heard every voice like divorce. They pay me alimony, alimony. Sleeping around on me was your choice. So thank you very, thank much, you very much for those that wanna pay me but want a verse from me. It ain't getting no cheaper for you, baby. I'm at the bar clay nowadays. You crazy? You slay me? I got a house payment, bugging. Thank you very thank much. You very much. To my parents that apparently helped me bear it From London, Japan to Paris They used to push me in carriage Still they pushing me forward Finally can't afford it I'm working my way to fortune So thank you very, thank much, you very much To everyone I touched Your words touched So I kept them tucked Glad you gave a f- Saw the fuss that you put up When I didn't make the cut More the cut And add them to the remix of this cut So thank you very thank much you very To much. Kenny for every penny You counted the mama lent me The stress only made me tough I'm sorry you out of touch Hope you understand soon enough But thank you the same as kicking me out I won't hold a grudge and thank you very thank much you very to the much. army putting ones on me And the haters just to go home and add me into their favorites Cause your views count too on a YouTube when you hate And a milli strong, been running a milli a milli lately So thank you very thank much you very to much. each one of you major labels That failed to sign me sooner, now we going up on the wages Thank you very much to the favors for all the Jordans from Jordan Thank you Jordan G, the video love is major And thank you very thank much you very to the much. one friend I still love That disappeared on me, homie, I hope you doing good Taught me don't trust no one, though he swore to me I could Thank you very much, my nigga. It's all good. And thank you very much. Hey, everybody. We are back from our music break. This is episode 44 of the Spawn on Me podcast. If you missed the first part of our show, we are hanging out with Kat Small and Stacey Mulcahy from Code Liberation, the dopeness that is the dopeness. Um, we left off with some, some, some cool stuff, and we had our music break. 
which was Rhapsody. She's like the 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 prodigy of Ninth Wonder and some other some other dope stuff. She heard the track was called "Thank You Very Much." Uh, I think I think she's out of. I don't remember because I can't. It just jumped out of my head. She's from Uptown. Is she from Uptown? I thought she was. Oh, she's from Harlem yeah, World. I think. I think. She, yeah, I think she's. Yeah, I think she's. You know, Harlem World. She's hanging out with Mace. Oh gosh. Before. Uh, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a whole section of our audience who doesn't who don't remember who Mace is. Like I think. Come on, son. I mean, I, th- seriously, I think there might be. Not be a thing. I think there may be. I think there totally may be a section that should not be a thing. Come on, we. I, I mean, ha- listen, we are the show for the mature game. Yo, there are there are people who don't know what uh, Care Bears are. <laughs> Yeah, That's yeah. A good well, thing, I did. I, <laughs> I did. See Wait, hold on. Are you anti Care Bear? That that was a thing. Maybe. Ah! Whoa. Oh, that's a yes. That's a yes. I don't know. I thought that's they were yes. creepy. Wow. Did no one else think they were creepy? They were, okay. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, we okay. we had this conversation okay. at work today, actually, and there was like, uh, somebody made some r- random ass sound, and I was like, that sounds like some Teletubby nonsense, <laughs> and. And my coworker was like, "Yo, I hate the sun in that show." Oh, and I was like, "But it had a <laughs> the yo, sun." She's like, "Yo, she's like, hey, yo, I hate this." Yeah, she was like, "I hate the sun," and she said it with like this face, like she was about to punch me. And I was like, "Wait a minute, how do you hate a baby face in the sun? Like it's a baby face that giggles in the sun." And she was like, "I hate that face." <laughs> She was so vexed. She was so vexed when I said it. So I was like, "All right, cool. If that's the case, have you seen this?" So have you have have any of you heard of Ubi? No. What? Yes. So this is what happens. This is what? what happens when you let people take over Saturday morning TV and you don't put cartoons on. So it's this oh. it's this hand. It's a person's hand. Oh God. With two fake eyeballs on it. Oh no. No. And they no. yes. No. Thank exactly no. And they and they, they they pantomime with their hand and and talk and make the kids stupid. No, that's creepy. Okay, so it's like lamb chop, but like worse. Without a without a without an actual character. Yeah, without Sherry Sherry. Den- what was not Sherry Dennis? What was her name? Sherry. I don't know. Oh, I can't. I remember. can't. Remember. Yeah, the blonde hair. Yeah, the yes. voice. Yeah, it was that's, curly. That's sad. So I was like, yeah. you can either hate the sun or you can hate Ubi, but you can't do both. Oh, <laughs> right. There's oh, enough hate in the world for everything. I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, hate the right. sun. Rhapsody's from North Carolina, okay. by the way, and uh, but she lives in Harlem. Okay, dope. Yeah. But the track is dope, and she, yeah. she's a ridiculously yeah. dope MC. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess to get back in it, um, thank you guys for listening, and thank you for coming back. Uh, we were talking about giving back a little bit. We talked a little bit with Kat about some of the projects she's been working on and 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 making dope things with um, Stacy as well has been going out into the world and laying hands and being dope and, and making cool things and having cool events. Um, and there was one that you, that you had a, a little bit early, a little bit later in 2014. It, it was the young game makers uh, game jam that you had, had uh, done. Can you, can you go into yeah. a little bit of that and how that went and, and what was the, the outcomes of that? Sure. So young game makers is uh, a day of teaching kids between the age of six to 13, even though we had 15-year-olds, so 6 to 15, um, how to make games. And so uh, I reached out to the uh, indie game dev communities of Boston and New York, and I found a bunch of people who wanted to volunteer, um, some to teach, some to support, some to TA, some to inspire, whatever. And so we ran one-day events, and each uh, event had kind of like three different sessions. So we taught Scratch, Game Maker, 
um, Construct 2, and Unity, um, depending on which city. And, uh, you know, I at New York we had something like 70, it's a space issue, so we can only handle so many kids, so we had 70 kids sign up. We had 40 of them at the end of the day demo a game that they had made and customize themselves. Wow, that's dope. <laughs> but the interesting part about it, which I think is the most amazing part to me, is that we had 50 volunteers uh, signed up in New York and 50 volunteers showed up. Wow. And in Boston, wow. we had wow. 35 and 35 showed up. So to me, it was amazing. amazing. And that's the volunteers, by the way, do not include parents. Parents came and they would stay sometimes. But it, it did not include parents. And so, to me, that was probably the most amazing thing, was just to see how amazing these indie game communities, pe- you know, people in the community coming together. And they're just like, yeah, I'll give you my time. I'll give you a day. No problem. What can I do? And um, that was awesome. So, I did that in December. No, sorry, November. And then I'm going to be running uh, one a month. I'm going to be running more kind of like a, I guess, kind of like a drop-in group once a month in New York. Um, to kind of get a community together because as adults we have meetups but that's really not kind of where kids can get together it's not you know what I mean it's more meant for a, you know adult oriented things right. um, in many ways so I'm going to run them once a month in New York I'll teach uh, you know something in the morning have someone teach something in the afternoon and then we'll have like a mentoring so you can actually um, you know be mentored by someone in the indie games community um, on your game do that, you know, 12 times during the year in New York. And then um, and then I'm going to be going around because I do travel for work. And sometimes I can organize my schedule in a way that benefits um, things like this. So I'm going to be in other cities. Right now I have um, Vancouver lined up. I have Seattle lined up. I have Boston, um, San Francisco, uh, and a couple other places. So I plan to be in 12 different cities. Um, in the year and all the money we all basically we charge 10 bucks for a ticket for the kids to come in Mm -hmm. and you know spend the day learning games but all that money's donated and so uh it's totally volunteer run and we just donate the money and we give it to girls who code or um, an organization out of new york called most.org that's so dope that is extremely dope and it's i I mean i was gonna say when you see the kids demo it's amazing yeah Yeah. do they get up and they're like this is how my game works and stuff like this Uh, the best one in New York was this little girl. She was like five years old. Her dad helped her. She built a game in scratch. And it was literally a princess that would run around catching babies falling out of the sky. Oh, so. So it was just a game where you had to catch babies. Oh, my God. So if you didn't catch a baby, it would make a sound and it would bounce, right? Like, you know, typical kind of whatever. As, as babies do. <laughs> right. But she's up there they make a sound it. when they bounce. And she's like. I made this game in Scratch. My dad helped me. Uh, you you have to catch babies. If you don't catch babies, they're going to explode. <laughs> I think the title was like Exploding Babies. Oh my and gosh. we were all... So like they demo at the end of the day, and often the parents, if they're not there during the day, they'll come in at the end of the day. So this whole big like room is filled up. Um, you know, we had... We had 200 people at the end of the days, you know, 70, wow. 100 during the day. Wow. And 200 people. And sometimes some of the indie game devs just came in at the end of the day or whatever. And we were all just like, yeah, <laughs> like everyone's game. So these kids got like, you know, they got a real taste of probably what it's like to be an indie game developer and to go to a demo night and, you know, those kind of things. So 
It's, it's awesome. really awesome. That is that's so awesome. Dope. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's so dope. That's amazing. And that, that kid's game is rated M. <laughs> It'll be on. Uh, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's, been, it's been greenlit by Steam. <laughs> oh my, it's just amazing, honestly. It's so funny. I just could not stop laughing. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like. I mean, I went to one Black Girls Code event some year, a couple years ago that we covered for the site. And to see the girls who came in not knowing anything, they were using beta uh, from uh, Errol and Patrice uh, King and crew and at, at over at um, Beta the Robot. Follow that. Follow them yes. on Twitter because they're dope. Um, and to see them start off from not knowing anything, not knowing any code, to, to going into like demoing their code and saying, I made this and this is the reason why I did it. Those are the dope parts for, that I remember of like, I made this with this intention and I made it happen in, you know, half, half a day. Um, do you, do you, do you both feel that, you know, when you see stuff like that and when you go out through, through either any of your other side ventures or basically main ventures that you are literally changing the lives of young women everywhere you go, that you, any, any women that you touch, you're like changing their lives forever to a certain extent. Feel like a fairy when you say that. It's like magic. Yeah, it does feel like that though. It's like it's such an amazing, inspiring feeling. And I mean, I felt it when when teaching adults and children alike. It's just there's no other feeling like it when you go in or when you go into something and you and you know, no one really knows that much about it and then they leave and they just they can actually go and make these things and like share them. Like I've seen stuff from code liberation students and i've just been like oh my gosh you actually went on to like you know continue making this game or like you know just those kinds of moments are i think why i do it personally is just because i know that without people doing that for me i wouldn't be where i am and i want to continue like having i want other people to have those moments where they realize this is actually possible and this is how it works right so i think and i think when you teach with adults like teaching women you know, often, or even in my job, like teaching workshops and stuff like that. And when you see people get it or, you know, you help them in some way, like it's meaningful in a different level than it is with kids. Because yeah. often, especially when we're teaching women to teach games, it's not just about teaching them games. It's about reestablishing confidence, mm. confidence that they have. Sure. And it's that confidence sure. that they had as a five-year-old that was like, fuck you, I'm awesome. I'm going to build this <laughs> awesome game. Look what I did, you know? Mm, right. And it's like rediscovering. So some of it's about embracing or amplifying as for kids and for adults it's, for me i feel personally like it's a little bit more reestablishing. yeah that's awesome um i think uh, yeah damn i'm kind of blown away with that because that's that's so it's just so dope that is, that's like fairy stuff it kind of is <laughs> fairy dopeness yeah fairy dopeness hashtag fairy dopeness hashtag fairy yes that is getting it used. is that is totally getting used. yep you need, I will. I will. Yep. T, you will TM uh, that, and then we can make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll give you absolutely. points. Um, so this um, is usually our, our our part of the show where we talk about all the things that have happened in the week of gaming. Uh, we'll see, what is that called? Uh, I think it's uh, the breakdown. So it's time we break it down. Break it down. Lies, 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 lies. <laughs> that was good, cat. <laughs> <laughs> More singing. More All singing. Right. <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> so normally we have breakdown music, but I think from now on the breakdown music will be cat going. <laughs> oh man! Yes. All right, let me compose myself so I can get back on track. All right. All right. So we're back. So we're back. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on this week. It's been semi-busy with CES going on and all these crazy things that have been happening. Um, yeah. You know, we had our game of the year and everybody else had their game of the year and ours was better. Um, and we didn't want to say that. It, it was, was pretty, pretty dope. dope. Um, our our game of the year show won game of the year show, game of Basically, the year show. For the sixth year in, the, in so. a row, even though we've only been out for almost right. one year. Um, so it looks like the folks, if you have been talking to your friends and family about cutting the cord, and when we say cutting the cord, we're not talking about uh, telephone cord. Umbilicals. No, why would you? Why? Uh. Why? why? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. That was a visceral reaction. Everybody hated you for like two seconds. They were like, shut up. <laughs> if I could have punched you in the throat, I would have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she means it too. Um Right. <laughs> when I mean the cord, I was talking about your cable. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like Xbox One and a company called Sling TV are getting together to kind of take the a la carte business to your living room. Um, it's not really a la carte as of yet. There are some, some television channels that are in there that you do already have in your cable package. Uh, the ones that are the big, big ones are ESPN and ESPN2. Uh, we had talked about this on an earlier show some, some, some while back when we talked about PlayStation View. Uh, but right. this seems to be a little bit better in this respect of you'll get that TNT, TBS, Food Network. Uh, thank you, Chopped. Uh, HGTV, All the Places I Can Never Live. Uh, Cartoon Network and Disney <laughs> Channel. Um, so it looks like you'll be able to do all that for 20 bucks a month, which is dope. Right, so if people want to cut the cord, this may be an option for you. It looks like it's going to be coming directly to X- Xbox One first. If it does go to anywhere else, it won't happen for a while, and it seems like they're still kind of ironing out all the particulars on that. Um, are you are you two still uh, tied to the cable, the cable business, or is it is it done? No. Nah. No. Nope. <laughs> Netflix. Anything else? Yep. Yeah, it's like why why at this point. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I think I've yeah, looked I at mean, TV at watch. this point. Yeah, I've looked at TV at this point like twice this whole year, <laughs> and I don't like Black Mirror is the thing that I've been watching, and that's on Netflix. Every- it's weird though because they. Oh yeah, I keep hearing that stuff. They kind of like nail you into a corner though. Like uh, my friends just recently moved, and they you know like oh you have to get our internet set up, we have to do all that stuff, and then it was like oh they had a, like a home phone, and I was like. Since when have you had a home phone? They're like, well, we haven't had one in like seven years. I was like, why did you get a home phone? And they're like, well, because it's cheaper. <laughs> so yeah. my internet will be cheaper if I get a home phone and I bundle all this crap together. So it's funny how they do that. Yeah, like that was home phone really. That was me with Optimum Online. You are the evilest corporation of all time. I said it. <laughs> uh, they 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 only they only wish that they were. They yeah, are say, aspiring to be. Oh, really? Uh, Time Warner can't hold a candle <laughs> to <laughs> the atrocity that is Comcast. I knew it. I knew it was going to be Comcast. So, oh, Comcast no. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I have had all three of those services. Wow. Um, Comcast. Comcast. 
yeah. kicks all of their asses in the oppression. They are the Oliver Twists of, <laughs> of oppressive cable companies. More bandwidth, sir. Um, Can I have some more bandwidth, please? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and I, I will say, still say, even though I've never seen this movie, I can't quit you. Because um, <laughs> I, I, I just I just I can't cut the cord. Who, I can't. Cut I the see. Cord. This is the thing, though, is like when we talk about because yeah. honestly, like I've and I've noticed this now because I'm a huge sports fan and I've I've not watched my my terrible five and like thirty Knicks. Oh my gosh! At all this year because <laughs> I won the time difference and it doesn't make sense to DVR sports anything because that's kind of stupid. Right. But also, like the right. television shows that are on TV right now are so bad that you can't do anything but not look at the TV that you are paying a hundred something dollars a month for, or you right. can cut the cord and do this thing that they're trying yeah. to propose. Right. But we were talking about this earlier in the year when uh, PlayStation view got announced uh, from Sony about them possibly finding and whoever, whoever is the person who gets a la carte TV correct will be the winner, right? Those right. folks will be the people right. who will make all the money and then we'll all be beholden to them and then we can talk shit about them when they get their money. Um, yeah. Well, go ahead, see. Oh, okay. Um, so I was just going to say that, uh, you know, you, you started by saying um, a company called Sling TV. Um, you you say it like people don't know who they are. It's the Sling Box no, people. No, it's not. The people who made... Yes, no, it is. No, they said that they're not connected to them in, a, in, a, in an article uh, on The Verge. I just... Uh, I just read. I just read their Wikipedia. That was the thing. Was Sling TV? Well, then the Verge, you're wrong. On the Wikipedia, yeah, Verge is <laughs> wrong. Um, oh. I mean, you would think that if they were going to come out with a different name, that they would, you know, if they or if it was going to be a new product, that they would be like, you know, a completely different. I mean, thing. I would. I yeah, would have so named Sling... it Slang TV, and then it would have been dope. Yeah, Slang TV. <laughs> so slang. We got. We got the Scrimps channel. <laughs> 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 oh my god! And, I wanna, right, I wanna say TV. what's up to Not Mean TV. Not Mean. Right, right. <laughs> T TV Ara. <laughs> got the DVRs. Um, we have just, we've oh, just lost the oh. whole earth. We have just lost right. all the brown people, all the urban folk that would listen to our show with one fell swoop. Like, Thank you, Cicero. It, hey, listen, that's what I, I do. do. Yeah, that's I, what I, I started do. that conversation, so, so I'm the one who fucked up. Anyway. Right. So, uh, well, according to the Wikipedias, yes. um, Sling Box is owned by Sling right. Media. Um, Sling Media also put out Sling TV. Oh, okay. Um, according to the Wikipedia's, who knows who is correct? But I will say that it does. I mean, it's really immaterial. Um, the thing that's cool um, with regards to this is that it's coming to the console directly, much like PlayStation View. Um, and the thing, the thing that's also cool is that you, we we don't have to hashtag subnosticate what the price will be. Right. Um, and, and we don't have to play the game of how much would you pay? Um, we know that it'll be 20 bucks a month and then, and you have to determine now whether or not ESPN and Disney and TNT and TBS and, you know, all the other channels that come with it 
are worth 20 bucks a month mm-hmm. for you. So is, you know, is it worth getting? So now you will get some live sports, uh, whatever sports are on ESPN. You'll get Monday Night Football now that it's football season is over um, for reg- you know, regular season football. Um, but you'll get some college basketball and all that other kind of stuff. You'll get NBA games on TNT. Um, and and then, you know, whatever Disney Channel shows, you know, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. We know you can whatever. name them. Yeah, I we was going to say. You watch yeah, them all by heart. Yeah. Come on. It's just like, oh, I mean, go, ahead, go ahead, Cicero. Go ahead, Tell on yourself. Tell right. yourself right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't, don't, I mean, you don't, you can't see the posters up on the wall. <laughs> Um, but, watching but, Ubi but, just chilling, eating a big old thing of oh, right. Yep, <laughs> eating some crunch berries. Um, but, but, but the you know the I mean the thing is that you really have to determine whether or not that's going to be worth it for you on top of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon or you know whatever whatever services that you already have. Um, but the thing that that I wonder about is. When, you know, when the when the Me Too stuff starts coming out and the other networks start making their way to devices, you know, whatever, whatever their a la carte decisions are, are you going to wind up in order to get all of that stuff? Are you going to wind up having to pay the same amount or, or more? Um, for all of those channels? Because, you know, like HBO, HBO is going um, you know, web-based subscription this year, some at some point. Yeah. Um, probably sometime around April when Game of Thrones yeah. comes out. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that'll totally, totally destroy HBO Go. It's not going to be the same thing. So just so you guys know that, oh, wow. I don't know if everyone realizes that or not. Um, but HBO Go may still exist mm-hmm. going forward. But it will not be the same thing as whatever this new streaming. So you, so you mean be. I won't it be able to give my password different. to seventeen people and all watch the same? <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. That's that is correct. In fact, basically, in, yep. In fact, it will that will go away. They will crack down uh, on that. Well, you can't do that. So. You can't do that with the Sling TV. That's what that was something that they said as well. It's only one one person right. logged in at a time. So boo right. that. Um, that and I guess sucks. if you don't want to, it sucks, right? That's so whack. Um, give me my TV. Let me live. Um, <laughs> or you can take that 20 bucks if you'd like and not give it to Sling TV. You can give it to Sony and let them give them, give me your money and say, hey, I want to play all my old PS3 games that I already bought on their PlayStation Now network, on their PlayStation Now service. Because now they've given you the ability to have what most people said they wanted was a subscription service. So right. so the crazy thing is is this. We just talked about all the cost benefit of, of not having cable and not having all the things because you can use that money for other stuff. So Sony bust out this thing and they were like, hey, you can pay us 20 bucks a month or for a three-month plan, you can pay a whopping $45 right. for, three, for a three-month <laughs> plan plus your already PlayStation Plus subscription. Right. Plus, plus your plus. plus. Plus double. Plus squared. <laughs> Right well, on that right. on that ass, for no right. reason, to play right. old PlayStation games on your new console. Am mm-hmm. I the only person here who thinks that that is ridiculously stupid and way too expensive? 
Um, ladies, I guess you guys can go first. Yeah, um, I mean, I think there should be at least a discount or something for people who are PS Plus members. Like, don't, like, you know, give some kind of, like, you know, niceties to the people who are already paying, like, crazy for your stuff. Right. That would be nice. Right. Uh, now, well, the, the question is... Can you be a PlayStation Now member mm. without PlayStation That's Plus? That's a good question. And 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 not be a PlayStation Plus, which it doesn't in this article uh, by Kotaku. The Kotaku article doesn't say. Actually, you know what? That. I think you can't because to play anything multiplayer or be on the service to use now, you need to be on Plus. If I'm not mistaken, right. so, which is nuts yeah. in and of itself. Well, right. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Tom. I was just saying. Well, that that that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the sad trombone. Feeling. Uh, like that um, sucks. But so well, let's let's look at this for a second. Um, GameFly right. is can run. You can get two games a month or something like that for about twenty right. bucks. Um, so, you know, so for the same $240 a year, um, you can, you can get two new games or whatever it is, PlayStation three games. Cause I, well, I guess you can get PS4 yeah, they games from, uh, yeah, PS4 and Xbox one games for, from Gamefly. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Is it better to stream here's them or the, is it, is it, here's the reason know? why this is bullshit and I'm just, I'm just gonna okay. say it. This is okay. why it's bullshit. You better have the, especially how do you have the audacity to bust this out after your punk ass service was down for five days during the holiday season? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yep. One, you can't tell anybody to pay mm-hmm. nothing extra if your shit was down for a, for almost a week. Yeah. Second, well. the dope thing about, about Gamefly is you get a physical disc in the mail. You don't have to worry about bandwidth. You don't have to worry about streaming your game now mind you the service works fairly well i've used it but again there are so many other things that are like dependent upon your your internet being super dope that they better have the best servers on the planet especially what happens if you have an outage during your subscription you spent that 45 dollars for that three month uh thing which is going to take you three months to finish metal gear 4 anyway right so you right. might so you might as well <laughs> Like get a disc. It, it's gonna take you three months just to finish watching the cut. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you still, basically yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like sick burn. How, how many burn. times are we gonna see you walk through this goddamn microwave? Anyway, right. <laughs> like, how do you have the audacity to have that when there are other services that are doing what you're not doing what you're doing because on live failed, but right. You have other services like Hulu, like Netflix, or the entertainment services that come in at like eight bucks a month. Now, mind you, it's different because you have to redo licensing fees and all that other kind of stuff. But in the grand scheme, that's a really big amount of money that they're asking you to pay on top of the service fees, right? The membership fees of you being a plus member. Like, I don't know, Stacy, right. what do you, what do you think? Well, I, yeah, I mean, ahead. I don't imagine a lot of people will take advantage of it because I I can't imagine that that's that amount of money. Like, I mean, software as a service and and now you know entertainment as a service, everything is you know subscription based i can't imagine anyone wants to pay that kind of money like why would you you know at that point and that's i think they're i don't know i mean i know i wouldn't 
personally, I don't think right. it's I don't think it's worth it to me. Like, why would I want to do that? Right. Like, I want the newest and latest consoles, and I end up having all of them, and I end up trying to figure out how I can have all of them in my you know TV kind of cabinet. But it, no, and I think that that's the thing about the whole thing is that the idea is good. Like, I think like everyone that's their biggest complaint. How can we fix their complaint? You know, so the idea is good. I think just again, man, I, off base with pricing for sure. Especially when you look at any other entertainment. I know that games is, is different, and I know licensing is different, but when you think about just, you know, those kind of things, and you, and you, like you said, Hulu's eight bucks. So games, you probably pay, you put in way more hours with it, so it should be twice as much, maybe. You know? Crazy, right. crazy, crazy. Well, it's 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 almost twice as much. It's a little bit more than twice as much, which is which would probably, if I can play, you know, Devil's Advocate, Sony's Advocate, for a second, it's you know a little bit more than twice as much. Um, the other thing that I find interesting is that the big argument, the big complaint um, for for people who were who didn't like Microsoft. Um, or one of their big complaints about Xbox Live was that so many things uh, with Xbox Live were behind the paywall. Right. And I think it's very, very interesting that now here we go, you know, a new generation. And Sony's coming out with all of these things that if you look at them in a vacuum, you say, oh, man, that's really cool. You can, you know, this PlayStation now and now they're going to do this, you know, the PlayStation View and all this other stuff. Um, and PlayStation Plus is a, is a really great service. But now they're putting all of that stuff behind a paywall. And it's, you know, I mean, and and at least the stuff that Microsoft was putting behind the paywall, you did have to pay subscriptions for them, but they weren't subscriptions that you had to pay directly to Microsoft. They were subscriptions that you had to pay for regardless um, you know, for those services, um, you know, and you could use those services if you didn't have uh, Xbox Live on some other device. But now the only place that you're going to be able to play PlayStation now, at least until these uh, Sony machines, you know, the, the TVs and the Samsungs come out is on your PS4 um, and you're going to have to pay 50 bucks. Now, I wonder if when those TVs come out, how that stuff is going to work, if that's going to be a thing where you you wind up having to pay PlayStation now for uh, or PlayStation Plus for it. I don't know. I mean, I think, again, it's there are so many variables to why this is a bad idea. I mean, the, the service itself works. They've kind of proven that it does. But the 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 just tone deafness of not understanding that that is like way too high of a price for people to pay on a monthly or even you know quarterly basis i don't understand how that works in their profit margin and how they thought about that like who was the person who walked up on in front of somebody with a with a <laughs> with a with a, with a, with a pointer and was like yeah we're gonna charge them 20 bucks and no one on like threw rotten right and like and no one right. threw the rotten tomatoes at them like what's wrong with you but yeah. but that's but that's sony's thing though like when they when they originally came out with the pricing schedule for PlayStation Now, that was the thing. Like you know, I mean, it was it was something ridiculous. I forgot what it was, but it was like, what the fuck is you know who the fuck who the fuck is you, boo boo, <laughs> to think to think that you're gonna charge whatever crazy amount of money per title they were going to charge for like you know it was like you know seventy two hours or what you know whatever yeah. it was. It was really really yeah. dumb. Um, and and it was just one of those things where you're like, well, 
they're clearly out of touch right. um, with what's going on. And, and I guess they're showing it yet again where it's either 240 bucks for a full year or $180 for a full year if you go the, you know, $45 for three months, which is, which again is the other interesting thing is like, why didn't they have a one year right. pricing schedule? Right. It makes no sense. Yeah. I, I think it shows that they have zero confidence in people paying for it for a full I mean, year. They didn't, they didn't look out and see what other people are doing because generally, in all kind of as a subscription service, it's generally per the month sometimes you'll get a three or six or nine maybe but you Mm -hmm. always get like a deeper discount for the one year and everyone does the one year so right right oh well i mean it shows that they're not listening and it shows that they and i'm sure it'll bite them in the ass at some point um and uh, i don't know it's weird but speaking of companies that are kind of maybe listening maybe starting to listen maybe finally getting their stuff together intel has then uh, I guess during the CES presentation uh, gave some information about this $300 million initiative to get more diversity in the workplace. Um, it Wait. seems... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I won't say it. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Bring the hate. Bring it, bring, bring it. it. I feel it coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think... Release your hate. I think for all those big corporations, mm-hmm. um, us included, we need it. it. It needs to be a focus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So sure. everyone's like, oh, 300 million. I'm so surprised. It's like, go look at what Google has been doing with like the whole projects for teaching girls how to code and things like that. Like how much money that costs. And actually Intel, to be honest and fair to them, not to rant or whatever spew off here, but they've had a whole big initiative for quite a long time around. Um, they've done a lot of research around um, uh, following girls at a young age and and if they're more likely to be makers, are they more likely to go into tech? And if so, are they more likely to hold higher roles or lower roles and things like that? And they did a whole, they released a whole study in maybe it was October or November. I'm sure I can get a link for it. And so, you know, they invested money, like so much money in these maker spaces that are beautiful maker spaces meant for girls to have after school kind of things. So, so you know, Intel's been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it's just all of a sudden it was just like, oh, hey, we've got to we're going to lay down, you know, lay down what we did. And especially their involvement with some of the sketchier stuff that's happened in the past six months. Their name always comes up. Makes sense to me. You know, I was going to ask that because I was you kind of you kind of led me where we needed to go. And I was going to say, does this feel like some back end kind of like, hey, we saw all the dumb shit that we did with Gamergate. I'll say it. Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> with the stuff for Gamergate, and now we need to kind of save face and say, "Hey, this is a this is an amount of money that we're going to put out there to show to make people think that we're actually, or not to think, to show people that we're for real about what we what we said we were going to do." Cat, do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's great that this is happening, and I, I think it's pretty it's been pretty interesting and and kind of funny in that sadistic way to see people's response to <laughs> Intel doing this. Like, I just remember going on Twitter and seeing a bunch of people being like, "Lol, oh my god, gamer gators are so angry," and I was just kind of like, "Well, what did you think was gonna happen, guys? Did you think they were gonna be like, boo SJWs? We don't want any women in our tech. <laughs> like, come on, that's not how it's gonna happen. Like, everyone knows." I don't know. I mean, it's just like people understand now that diversity is really important in many ways. Like it actually contributes, 
you know, good things to to the com- to your company and it has like actual returns on investment. So like, of course, they're going to actually, you know, go and say like, oh, crap, we did some stupid stuff. We need to actually, you know, figure out how do we get more women in technology? And, and you know, I'm happy that this is happening and more people need to do things like this. The thing that the thing that I'm I'm bugged out about and we kind of had a mini conversation about this uh, pertaining to the event that we're going to talk about uh, that we're throwing uh, next week. Um, And it it bugs me out because it feels like companies have this thing where they're afraid to be ahead of the curve. Oh, they're proactive. Sorry, yeah. reactive. They're reactive. Yeah, yeah they're they're, they're yes. uber reactive to some of these things. Which you, if yeah. you were out ahead of the curve, people would rally behind you, and you'd get all the goodwill that you would ever need. What what is the deal with companies being so gun shy to say, "Hey, we want to help you in support of this venture and this endeavor"? When we know it in the grand scheme, we've done our own internal research. We know that this is going to do nothing but benefit. Why do you think companies are so are so damn gun shy when it comes to all these things, Stacy? Well, I mean, you know, even speaking internally and from experience, like there is so many programs internally at my company for diversity across the board that no one ever hears about. And there's lots of things that we donate to and we support and, you know, across the board, it, it shocked me when I looked into it because it's not like it was like Microsoft does this, you know, like it really surprised me. I had to dig for it, mind you, you know, it wasn't, it was almost like we're our own worst enemy. We don't really market it. And the weird thing is, is that people want that marketed and it's such a horrible way to kind of express it. But Intel, that's why people are having problems with it. Cause it was just like, it feels like it's very reactive and maybe perchance it is, but you know, again, like I pointed out earlier, they've been putting tons of money for years and years and years. Right. And it's just not something that's on the forefront of people. Um, but you know, I think a lot of companies are doing things around here and they're doing things around that area and they're, they're, they have programs and things that they're supporting, whether it's them or a third party. Um, and I think you're just starting to see more, I would say in the last couple of years, like I um, cited the Google project, you know, um, made with code or whatever for girls. And now you're seeing the Intel makers, Mm. you know, for girls and, you know, things like that. I think you're starting to see that just in the last couple of years, those things are becoming a little bit more public facing. And the fact is, is that it has nothing to do with public facing. It's because they're being marketed. They're mm. saying, oh, we need to change perception. And here's the current perception. Here's the problem with the perception that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's how it benefits us. We know that, you know, we can put money in these programs. We can recruit some of these people. You know, it's good for our workforce, all that stuff. But it's being marketed. And so it's almost huh. like the, the company that markets it best and Google almost doesn't have to market half of their stuff. I know it sounds really weird, but they've got like really tight kind of creative on a lot of their stuff. Yeah. And they find the right people to endorse it and things like that. It's almost like the person who markets it right um, is is on the forefront of people's mind. And they're, they're seen as the thought leader when, when if you go back, maybe if you looked at all the contributions, if you looked at all the things where people are putting their money and where they're supporting maybe that's not the case. I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, but I know from looking at some of these programs and following Intel for a while, like well before Gamergate, like I've, I've looked into Intel like a couple years ago and what they were doing. And I know that Intel has actually been contributing quite a bit. It's just Mm. that no one knows, right? It's not marketed. Huh? Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I'll and I'll, I'll let you I'll let you say something, Cap. But I just want to kind of respond to what was what Stacy was saying is that maybe the programs that they're doing isn't is is maybe the programs that they're doing are proactive and maybe this pro program itself was proactive but the marketing and i think it's you know it's it's apropos that you said that and you kind of made that delineation that the marketing is reactive the 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 reason the reason that we know about this specific program is because they came out and did what they did during gamergate um, and otherwise, then it would have been just another program, just another really, really good thing that Intel has done and a list of good things that Intel has done for women and for minorities and for diversity over the years. But the, the fact is that they needed to get ahead of something. They needed some positive PR in that space because they made a knee jerk reaction six months ago. And it blew up in their face. And, and you know, one of the things, Kai, that you said um, that, you know, the, the question kind of the question that you asked to lead this stuff off is why don't companies come out in front of this stuff is because they're scared. They they can't, you know, coming back and saying, hey, we've backed, a, you know, coming. You can it's easier for you to to on the back end say, oh, hey, look, we've been funneling money to these types of projects once. Once the 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 mind share is out there that the zeitgeist is saying that this is a good thing, it's much easier for you to come back and say, oh, for the last 10 years, we've been, you know, funneling money into that than coming out in front of it and saying, here's this marketing push that we've got for this thing that we think is going to be good. And it turns out it turns out that it was terrible. Like, imagine if they had, uh, you know, because of all of the pressure that they had gotten from Gamergate, imagine if they had funneled money into Gamergators and come out in front of that and said, oh, here are these guys that are talking about ethics and journalism, and we want to, you know, yeah. we want to be out in the forefront in ethics and journalism, and then they wound up giving, you know, $5 million to Gamergate. And then, you know, and now, you know, six months later, Everyone would be looking at them as the biggest idiots in the world, and they would have taken <laughs> yeah. such a huge PR hit, along with the financial hit, that that would have been that would have lost people jobs. I, that would have lost jobs for for people within. And you Intel. know the other thing that's we're talking about: who are these companies that are ahead of the curve? Mm -hmm. And the only one that really comes to mind that's like not about necessarily marketing it, but it's just about doing it is Etsy. Right? Oh yeah. And they've been yeah. doing it for a couple of years now, and there's not something that you can say around Etsy where you're like, mm, you know, like, and they're not hardcore marketing it. I mean, they're letting people speak for them. They're doing it the way that it should be sure. done, and it's very right. organic. Right. And mm -hmm. so, which right. in turn feels very genuine, right? So I would say Etsy, if you had to say, well, who are these companies that are doing it right? I'd say, well, I think Etsy's probably pretty much on, our, on top of the list. I mean, I would, I, I would say, and, and and thank you for that, because that's something that I think everyone should know. You know what I mean? I think, I think right. if you, right, right, I, right, I think the the thing that I'm still wrapping my brain around as far as like why aren't companies again getting ahead of this? And, and you made some really amazingly good points about that. C is. Oh wow! I don't know yeah. what did, did I just say that? Mark the time. Mark oh, the shit. time. Well, it is. It is a new year. It is. Right. A new year. <laughs> and it makes it makes me think again back to why we do why why this show is in existence, right? We've had this conversation sure. many times before of like, hey, I didn't know that those brown people, those underrepresented people, were the people who were at Microsoft, or those were the people who were right. at. 
um, whatever game studio and they're doing these things so that when people are looking for people who look like them so that they can say, hey, I want to make a game too, they have people to look at, right? Absolutely. These people are still at these positions in these jobs. I don't understand why the companies, when they, when we talk about them being scared, why they aren't, you know, even going back to what you said in the letter to to your niece of like, you don't have to put that adjective in front of that person because they're already qualified. Why aren't these people being kind of pushed to the forefront and say, look, you have these abilities, you have these skills. We see that you have these these talents and you can speak to an audience that we don't we don't speak to well. So why isn't that a part of that process in in the conversation? Cat, Cat, I'll let you I'll let you riff on. on sure. I mean, I think um, it's it's hard. It's I think it'd be kind of frustrating from this. It's it's a it's like a mixed thing again, where it's kind of like you don't want to be pegged as like the representative for this group. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, I think it's really important. Like I definitely at SoundCloud sometimes I'm like, well, I'm one of like a couple of women in, uh, the builders team, which basically means like engineering design and all that stuff. Um, so it's kind of like definitely my job to advocate for getting more women in these kinds, in those kinds of technological roles. Um, so I definitely think it's important to, to take that and do that role but i also think it's important that people not be too pressured into it because it can be really frustrating if you're you don't particularly want to stand up and be heard in that way and people are forcing you to because you fit that bill i wonder if there's some medium medium space between and i guess this is the word to use for it is tokenism yeah. versus whatever the other <laughs> part is right because that's because that's the thing is like i'm the only black person in my office in the portland office right um i work for idealists so it's like i'm the only one there and I, and it's interesting we had this campaign that just went out and i was in this campaign video and i was like oh shit i'm the only i'm like one of the only two black people in this video in a in a city representing this company that has two black people in it right did you show and, up in every frame? Were you like everywhere? Right. I was. I would. Like, I was kind of like. Really, it's not just one black guy. Yeah. We have multiple black guys. I would. I would you with a mustache. Look alike. Couch, like, I would be behind the people in like, different reading shirts. Reading newspaper, you know, in the kitchen. I'd be sitting there with different shirts on in every scene, just totally. like, yep. Yeah. This is this is this is sitting down, Khalif, and this is eating eating right. a beignet, Khalif, and this is like right. someone needs. You need to make a parody of that. Like I mean, yes, I just wrote please. it for you. You totally did, but this yeah. is the thing, though. Is right. It's like I know the company itself isn't using isn't tokenizing me in in the way that I was put into that video, nor in the way that any any of the people of color who were put in that video. That's not what we do. But I also know that when people are looking at it they do see if they go through the list of stuff and see the pictures of the people who work there they're like oh shit there's two there's two brown people there who are two black people who are in there and they're in the video representing this company and most companies don't have to do that and they don't do that so that's the that's the interesting in between of all that thing so you know great great points brought up by all um that was that was really really dope. It's inter- it's an interesting thing to see it kind of play itself out now and how again like Kat was saying how people are reacting to it. Like yeah, I, yeah, you, you took you took you took a long time to get there, but sure, it's all right. I'm sure people are gonna hate on me for my response, but I don't know. I mean, it's a big company. How fast can they move? No, but you that's know? the thing though is like if right. people are being reasonable, um, yeah. 
<laughs> on the internet. Our, <laughs> I, I, our, our audience is very, very reasonable. Our audience is very, very you, reasonable audience. and smart. Like thank word. you. Oh yeah, that's word. right. Yeah, like that guy. Yeah. Um, but but I don't like if they're being reasonable. Hearing what you said, they should applaud that. You know what I mean? That that's a thing. Like it's sure. like. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily have to do good deeds and have to have to get shouted out for it. But if you ask me what I did, I'm going to tell you what I did. Like you shouldn't have to dig for that information either. Like yeah. it's that weird, it's that weird in between space where, you know, all that stuff is happening. Um, I, I guess, uh, some last, the last story for the night, uh, before we boogie up out of here and tell you about the other good stuff. Is there some other folks doing some really good things out in the world? Um, and they have been doing it for the past week. It is, oh my gosh, it's one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. I interestingly have not seen this before until this year, and what? I feel stupid about that. I feel like I suck as a human because yes. I just haven't seen it. Thank you for acknowledging. <laughs> I suck as a human. Thank you, thank you, Cat. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's the folks from Awesome Games Done Quick. Um, and it's, and I'm, pro- I'm sure I'm probably going to flub this, but they've been basically doing this week-long, ridiculous speed runner a marathon, and it's for cancer, it's, th- it's, it's for, for fighting cancer, and it's one of the things that I really have been paying attention to speedrunners only very recently, but now I swear to every bone in my body that these are the people that we need to collect when we have the arc yeah that goes <laughs> save right. them. we need to save all the speed runners because the speed runners one remember every the fuck thing yes. ever <laughs> they don't forget anything and they also can do pixel perfect jumps whenever they need to so it's it's one of these combinations of like superhuman strength and speed and agility in your brain and through your fingertips Plus, also, like, ridiculous elephant brains where they never forget anything. There was one... <laughs> there was one uh, one that I saw. There were a couple that have really been making the rounds of late uh, on the internet. One is the crazy, ridiculous uh, Tetris speed run. Oh, my run. God, the Tetris. Oh. The oh Tetris speed run is, is like, in the words of all the fighting game community, that is, like, straight godlike. Yep. In everything that was happening, uh, Kevin, Kevin DDR, DDR, holy shit! I want to have these cats on the show somehow, but I don't even know to, how to talk to them in a way that they would understand how like <laughs> right. how like dope I think they are without being like stupid, ridiculous, and, gl- and like what the hell? How do you do that? Remember that time? Remember that time you played Tetris? Time? You played yeah, Tetris like so really good, and I totally stuff. was like, right. like, oh my god! They would be the worst. Yeah, it would be the worst show f- ever because it would be like. It was- it needs to be a visual stuff. show. Remember that time? So it was it was the Tetris one. It, it was cool. <laughs> the Tetris one. And then there was the one that was the uh, I want to be the Bashi. And there was a dude uh, who was playing that. that. And oh my God, it's so dope. So I was having a conversation with some coworkers about this. And what I'm uh, what I'm what I'm finding that's that's like remarkable is I know that if I go back and play some old old school games, my my hands and and like my hands and arms, my hands and fingers would do all the things that I that I used to do when I used to play them when I was younger, because you just have that muscle memory. You just remember all the things that you need to do, and it just works. Imagine having that, but being in the Matrix, 
and your body just does everything and you remember where everything moves and how every pixel on every screen and every t- it's so amazing have yeah. you have have either of you seen any of this and it's not, no. it sounds like cat was still talking about it but cat it's so good right? <laughs> it's just amazing i don't know it's just so cool because they have the most random little bits of knowledge but i've definitely had that with um sonic games for example like i played those like crazy when i was a kid so i know like way too much about beating all these bosses so it's really cool to learn those things about games that other people have been playing since they were younger and just experimenting with and like playing over and over again to find the hacks out or the hacks of it's just it's so cool and yeah, I just have so much fun watching people do this, and it's for such a good cause that it's great. It's like a great reason to like not do work for a week. <laughs> Seriously, right? I've I've never seen anything. Li- I've well, I've seen a couple, but nothing like that. It's it's like the it is totally some neo shit. It is totally some neo shit where people are just like their hands are moving, things are moving on the screen. <laughs> And they're just like, people are saying random things like the dude who's playing the Bashi game. He was like, oh, well, if you if you basically move your if you move over to the left side of the screen, there's the invisible blocks that you can't see. But if you move your <laughs> move your character against this invisible wall, you'll lose like two point five seconds off your time. Who the fuck? Yeah. When did you find no, this out? Yeah. Like, how do you know this? Like, how is that a thing that you just know? I mean, you do it so so often, but there had to be the one person who found out first. And did they like tell people? Did they like run to the mountain and like two point five seconds? <laughs> you, right? Like you scream, I got it back. Like, 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 the, like, how, like I'm so enamored and like amazed by these folks. I want to like talk. I want to go to a, a speedrunner event and sit down and like talk to them about how their brain works because their brain works way better than my brain works. Anyway, I don't know. See, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> Do do I have anything to add? That? No, you guys are weird. Aww, um, thank you, <laughs> thank you. No, but but no, nah, I mean, listen, those those people, like you know, when when it's always amazing to see people that are savants in just the weirdest <sighs> shit, and and like you, you, I mean, you have to admire it. Like, there's there is no way. That if you, you know, if you sat down yourself with, if there were a hundred of you monkeys just tapping away on controllers, you would never be as good as the Shakespearean play that is their particular weird fucking game. <laughs> I just play. wonder if they're so just pissed I, at I just let life, them do though. that. Because, like, normal life is way slower than everything that they are really good right. at. Right. I feel right. that like, way about... Right. Do they, do they try and speed run <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> I feel that way about um, sometimes going to YouTube and getting lost in the rabbit hole of Dance oh Dance gosh. Revolution. And you're like, uh, how can these people do this? Just ask uh, me, Stacey. Just ask me. <laughs> oh, oh, game. Gosh. oh, really? Oh, I was, I've always You lived in an arcade in the mall? No, but I, well, yes, maybe. I called that. I called that. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 Uh, awesome. We'll put we'll drop some links in the show notes, and if you have any time in your life to really look at this and and talk about people who have like when people say video games aren't a skill, and that you don't and you know like I'm like no no right that's like that's that's false false. you need you need to watch this and like absorb what all the crazy dopeness that is happening right so so kai i gotta ask you a question man 
Um, so where are where can people watch the awesome games? Uh, awesome games done quick. The awesome games thing done there's quick. A, there's a bunch of links on YouTube. There are a bunch of links that have been on Twitch. There, there's uh, oh, they'll, okay. they'll have like uh, past broadcasts on Twitch. Um, and oh, okay. So 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 while they're on Twitch, um, they should you know go there next weekend and check out something else I'll, on Twitch. Nudge. I'll be think? nudge nudge. Se- I think that's segue. called a segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Hold on. Um, Pull it up. Yeah. Woo! Segue. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin around on it. <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm a gonna caravan. Spin around on this segue. Right. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to be smooth. I'm putting my Mac Daddy. There's no smooth with me, man. Right I will now. call you on everything. Right. <laughs> right. So, so next, <laughs> call me. So, so next week we'll be. All... <laughs> I can't take any of you anywhere. So next week, uh, we will not be speed running through police brutality. We will, we will speed. We will be slowing down. Wow, that was a that was a terrible segue. Yeah, hey, but it, it's been we'll done. We'll be slowing down to reflect. Can we auto tune that? Yeah, right. Uh, we're gonna slow down and reflect about uh, some serious topics that we really need to to, to yeah. really um, kind of talk about head on and get those things kind of straightened out. Um, we are doing our first spawn for good event. Uh, this is going to yeah. be, uh, the first spawn point blog spawn on me joint, uh, for good. Uh, I wish I had SJW games up and running cause it would have been dope to put on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but it's, it's our first effort in trying to bring some light to some things that are happening in the game in, in, in the world, but do it in a way that folks in the game space can participate. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to be featured in uh, Black Enterprise this past week, uh, which was a, which, seriously, which was a big, yeah, seriously, uh, which was a big deal. Um, and uh, shout out to to Kev Clark for that because he's dope. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He is so dope. Um, and and I guess uh, the reason that we are doing this um, is multifold. Um, we've seen all the craziness that's happened, not just in this past year, but over the past 15, 20 slavery. Forever. 150 <laughs> years. 400, 400 plus years of, of. I feel so bad laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I started it off on a, on a, on a terrible foot, but. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is we it, it's a very serious issue, but we are trying to not add levity to it, but we're trying to make it um, uh, trying to give people a space to 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 bring awareness to the fact that this is an issue uh, that is really, really rocking communities of color. Um, this is really something that, yes, when people say Black Lives Matter, they mean it and they want to tell people and tell the stories of the people who have who have passed away or were killed um, through random acts of violence that are being befallen upon them by the police. You know, police are the people who we pay to protect us. We pay to protect us. Again, I say we pay right. to protect pay. us. Right. <laughs> and we right. are seeing that, you know, people are, are losing their lives for various different unbelievable, unbelievably silly and ridiculous reasons because they many times are just people of color. Mm-hmm. And right. the, the things that come along with that, I don't want to call it a burden because Tenehasi Coates, you know, when, in his most eloquent tweet of all time, 
uh, that happened in the past couple of weeks said, you know, I don't get to live in a world of, of basically falsehoods. I get, the beauty of being black is that you don't get to live in those worlds. You get to see everything as real things. Um, but many folks do not. Um, and we're going to hopefully give um, some awareness to people who, who don't get it. You know what I mean? There are a whole bunch of people who are like, the police are fine and the police do everything they're supposed to do. If you had just done that one thing, then you wouldn't be dead. And that's not true. That's not real. That's not the way the actual world works. So we're going to we're going to use the the small platform that we have to kind of bring some folks together. Uh, we're going to game because gaming is is what gamers do. But also it's a way that we can, you know, make it a, a more palatable for folks who aren't necessarily going to be able to just have you sit on a Twitch stream and talk to them for hours upon hours. You can have that conversation while you play games. We're going to try to keep it to, to, to nonviolent games. As far as um, uh, games that we have been talking about, we're going to try to kind of filter out, you know, if there are going to be games with guns in them, we're going to try to have them not be against other humanoid characters because I think that that is important. Um, we want to be able to have the conversations both through us talking on stream and in our chats uh, with folks who are curious and want to actually help. And we're also going to ask folks to donate. Um, we're going to ask folks to donate to both the um, Eric Garner Fund and also the uh, League of Lawyers, the New York chapter. Uh, we're going to have folks come together and, and put your money where your mouth is. If you really believe that, 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 that this is an epidemic uh, that is happening to folks, then you will help and rock with us and, and donate and give some money and some of your time. If you'd like to stream with us, you can. There are documents on our site uh, for some uh, suggested stream documents. Uh, suggest, I'm sorry, suggested stream rules. Um, and uh, let us know. Shout at us at all, uh, on all the social network, uh, social media channels. You know, uh, shout at us at our email addresses. All these things we'll, we'll give you in a second. Um, but again, this is something that when I thought of this, I said, you know, I don't know what to do. I have been I've been marching out here in Portland. I've gone to a couple of rallies. I've gone to a couple of, of, of rallies when I was back in New York and people who don't understand that this epidemic and I use that word specifically because it doesn't happen to everybody and it happens often enough where you have to talk about it in real ways so that people don't get it twisted. Um, and I think it's important, again, to have real discussions with, with, with people about this, talk about it in real terms and listen to the names of the people who are no longer here for dumb shit. Listen to the names of the people who are no longer here, because as much as folks want to say that the police forces aren't racist and that cops are not racist, I believe police officers are not racist. There are some racist cops in the fold. But it's less about the individual cops and it's more about the system in which they are being taught. And it's more about the systems in which they are being pushed out into the world to say, these are the people that you need to look at. And these are the people that you need to, to, to talk to. And these are the ways that you need to have these conversations with these people that you are policing. And those are the parts of the conversation that don't get, sp that don't get sp spoken about in non-communities of color in the ways that they should. So this is going to be that this is going to be that primer and this is going to be a little bit of that help for you to kind of understand that. No, there are lots of people who have passed away, not just the ones that you've heard about on television, but there are lots of people who you didn't know about. There are a lot of women who you didn't know about because a lot of people, when they talk about this issue, they talk about it as a male issue. There are lots of sisters out there who, have, who are gone because of dumb, nonsensical, semi more than likely racist stuff. So so we're going to have that conversation. Uh 
Um, and if there's anything that anybody else wants to add, please absolutely do. Uh, yeah, well, I I, I was gonna say, you know, irrespective of, of your your pol- your particular politics uh, on this issue, and I know that uh, I feel very very confident in saying that uh, the rest of the Bur- rest of Bricago kind of stands with us, and the, and and we're all very like minded on on this particular issue. Um, but I'm sure that there are there are those of you that know people that aren't like-minded that don't stand necessarily stand with uh Procargo politically on this issue um but specifically about um hashtag spawn for good if you're going to talk to them about that um maybe one of the things that i that i would sit back and and say is that um again irrespective of how you feel about you know what they did but you know john crawford in ohio had a family and Eric Garner had a family. Um, he, they were fathers, and they're no longer here. And those families now are without that source of income, and we can help. So even if you think the cops were doing everything right, um, these families still need help. And, and you know what? You can help them. You know, a dollar, five dollars, fifty cents, twenty dollars. It doesn't matter. Um, Come watch us. Come go to Twitch. Follow our channels. Watch what we're doing. Don't watch what we're doing. Uh, Go to go to our CrowdRise uh, website. It's CrowdRise.com. CrowdRise.com slash Black Lives Matter Gaming Fundraiser slash Fundraiser slash Spawn on Me. And if you can remember right and right. And if you can remember that, you can remember to give us, you know, a couple of bucks to help those families out. To help the families of the future because, you know, and and unfortunately, um, and and we've already learned this. There was a brother who, who was shot dead as a passenger um, in Jersey, New Year's mm-hmm. Day, um, by by the police. The thing we know is that they won't be the last fathers, um, and you know there won't be mo- there will be mothers that are are innocently killed, whatever you know under mysterious circumstances by the police, and those families are going to be stuck trying to figure out what they have to do next so if you can help just you know with whatever you can to make sure that these people don't have to go as hungry as they will um please do it please do it and and you know i'm sure Bricago will but please talk to your friends and families um and 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 let them know that you know i mean and and i Compassion, compassion is compassion. For Absolutely, I'll, I'll um, add this one and, last and thing. Let's really do quick. that. Um, no, 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 no. You're you're perfectly fine. Um, and this has been a thing that I've that I want to quickly say is, you know, with with the awesome games done quick crew, they 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 have a very specific um, uh, thing that they're trying to fight. They're trying to fight a, a, a terrible, awful, crazy just disease that that no one can. No one can, if it's your, your time to get it, it's your time to get it. It's unfortunate. It's, it's so unbelievably bad. This is another issue 
that when you bring quote unquote race into a conversation, people kind of bristle and pull back and say, well, I don't really talk about those things. So I don't want to have anything to do with that. You know, it kind of goes to that conversation of why don't corporations get ahead of the curve? This is the thing that you can get ahead of the curve on. This is the thing that you can help people who are human beings get out of an unbelievable circumstance because they were acted upon in ways many times of their not of their own volition. This is a thing that happened to them, not because they did something wrong. And if you want to filter out the people who you're like, well, that person moved their arm really quick, so they deserve to get shot. Fine. Remove those people out of the way, out of of the list. I wouldn't do that because I'm a compassionate human being. But if you want to do that, that's fine. There are numerous people in those lists who did nothing wrong. They were walking down the street. They were shopping in Walmart. They were cosplaying. They were, you know, in the park. There were all these other people who were doing nothing wrong. And that is a scary, scary uh, thing to kind of come to grips with. So, you know, uh, again, to to talk about it, we're going to do this during the 17th and 18th. It's like the weekend right before Martin Luther King's birthday. birthday. And we want people to join us. We want people to speak up. We want people to speak up in their own social circles. We want people to share the stuff out. Um, We don't have fancy rigs. We're all going to probably be streaming (laughs) directly from our console. So don't expect it to be super sexy when you look at it on on Twitch. Um, But shout out people who you want to see it. Shout out people who you think need to see it. Shout out people who are in places of power who can help. Uh, Those are all really important. Um, I know Kat, Kat, you said that you're going to be down rocking with us. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. So Kat's going to be on. She's going to be playing all the dope stuff that she plays. Uh, we need to talk about that, too. I didn't even get to ask that for both of you. Like, what are you guys playing? But, again, we're going to have some folks who are, who are down for the cause. Sharif Jackson is going to be down. Dan the Robot C is going to be in there. Um, we have some other folks who we're try- who I'm not going to say yet because we don't know, you know, who's going to be in the fold. But at least the folks you just heard uh, are, are going to be down. And if it's just us four or five, then that's perfectly fine, too. That's what that's all it that's all so, that matters. So we're already at $175 as of this recording. Um some some awesome folks uh are gonna be doing Oh snap uh oh what so Oh snap that uh oh Mon- yeah, monolithic yeah. Stacy's gonna be playing Smash Bros. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so please again, um right. come out, hang out, support, donate. Um, and we will have a fun time. We'll also be remembering uh, the crazy stuff that's been going on. And we'll be trying to uplift some people and help people out uh, during this holiday season. Um, so, again, thanks all for, uh, for, for t- participating and, um, and sharing out all the stuff. And we'll see you next week in that respect. Uh, so, work. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've come to the end of episode 44, the first episode of our hey. new year. Um, before we leave, we want to thank, thank the wonderful, wonderful, fantabulous, Keep going. uh, cat, cat and the, and the, and the monolith that is Stacy, um, cat <laughs> small, uh, thank you very much for, for being here with us. Um, we hope you had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, y'all are great. Right on. Right on. Yay. Uh, and and Stacy Mulcoffy. Mulcoffy, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> good one. I was waiting for that. Um, uh, yeah, 
um, Stacy. We we hope uh, we hope that the time that you spent here was slightly better than the time that you had um, blowing up your inflaming your throat. <laughs> by yeah, coffee. just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks okay. for having well, us. That's good. Uh, no problem. So, Stacy, why don't you start? By uh, telling the people where they can find you online, Bricago is dying uh, to know. Online, I have a blog, the Bitchu Codes. I have Twitter, uh, Bitchu Codes. Um, search for Bitchu Codes, you will find me. Now, is that spelled any special no. way? Is it with a no, Y just or straight up, uh, straight up bitch? I just, I just own it. Right, just, just a straight up bitch. That's that's called that's called branding, no. ladies and gentlemen. Why are there no shirts? Good Why job. Are there no shirts? I, have, I have t-shirts. Right. I have old ones. I could probably send you an old one. Yo, that'd be dope. Nice. Uh, your icon is a middle finger. That's dope. Um, Don't tell too many people website. that. They haven't really realized. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, well, it's, it's straight out of GTA. If you look at my Twitter profile, um, you'll see that my t-shirt has something along those lines oh as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh I please, love this. Please send I love this. This is why yeah, you're the please best. send some t-shirts this this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh Kat, um how can the people find and follow you if if you're so uh if you're willing to to jump yeah, in? Yeah, um I'm at catsmall.com, cat with two t's and it's a c not a k, don't mess it up. Um and then catsmall <laughs> on Twitter. Um same thing, c a t t s m a l l. Um, and then there's like codeliberation.org <laughs> and Brooklyn Gamery right and Tech Under 30. Nice. Nice, and, nice, nice. And, 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 then, and then, no, and then, no, and see, then. See, see, bust out um, all the social media business yeah. real quick. Yep. Social media business for us. Um, don't forget uh, our buddy Dan the Robot at Dan the Robot, Daniel Moore. Uh, our captain Kajakins on Twitter at Kajakins. I just say people's <laughs> Twitter handles as their name. I just I think of people yep. as Twitter handdles. Um, so Khalif Adams is is at Kajakins. Um, and remember Stubby Stan at Stubby Stan. That's me, Cicero Holmes. Show is at Spawn on me. The site is at Spawn Point Blog. Um, then uh, follow our Facebook pages: the Spawn Point Gaming Blog, the Spawn on Me Podcast. Um, remember to uh, like those pages, subscribe to all of our um, iTunes and SoundClouds and, and all the good stuff, you know, and you, you want to, you know, like those things, leave us reviews, do all that stuff, find the aggregators of your podcasts and download them and, you know, do all that stuff and tell everybody about everything. Um, oh, yeah. Call, call yeah. Stacy. Yeah. Call me. Because um, she loves you. Call, call Stacy because she loves you. Um, and then if you need to email us, uh, please do. Don't worry about it. We'll be there. It's feedback at the smallpointblog.com, Dan at the smallpointblog.com, Khalif at the smallpointblog.com, Cicero at the smallpointblog.com. Now, um, next week, Ooh. we will be having. Spoiler. Uh, we will be celebrating mm-hmm. something spe- very, very special. Um, it is our first anniversary. It will be the first the anniversary of our show. How are you going to celebrate um, it? And we we may we're going to celebrate it by hopefully having people contact us via our Speakpipe page. If you go to speakpipe.com/spawnonme and leave us a brief message to talk about how awesome and wonderful we are and how much fun you've had on the show, we will be playing it 
during that yep. show. Um, and not only will we be playing that stuff during that show, um, you know, one of the great things that's that's uh, that's been spawned on me is the wonderful guests that we've had on, just like uh-huh. the wonderful guests that we have on today. Next week's guest will be from uh, the Press Row podcast, the host of the Press Row podcast, Mr. Richard Grisham. And um, once uh, the the pinnacle of the community for NBA 2K, this is a sports-themed anniversary, from the NBA 2K community, now a member of 2K Sports um, and Take Two and works intimately on NBA 2K, Dazar. Yes. So Dazar will be in the building. Um, so Rich Grisham and Dazar will be here for our anniversary. We said 2015 was going to be dope. We've already started it with Code Live. We we're coming up with with the Czar and Rich Grisham for our anniversary. Remember to hit up hit us up on Speakpipe, and we're not stopping yeah. there. We got some we other stuff in the bag that, that we're not saying. We've yet. got some stop. huge can't stop won't stop Diddy dance can't stop won't stop take that take that Diddy take dance Diddy dance I'm doing it yeah. in real life too yeah. Diddy dance um, yes we 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 are sending people up we're sending our interns up to uh, juniors oh, no, across the it. bridge for some <laughs> Cambodian <it>. breast milk. <laughs> uh. So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, we, we, we've got some really huge things for 2015. I'm uh, beyond word, excited. Word, word. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, wonderful people. Thank you very much for being here with us tonight. We love you both. Thank you for coughing through yeah. the Thank entire show. Thank you so show. much. Thank you guys for being um, here. And yeah. thank you for, for being yeah. such a champion, Stacey. Yeah. You are sick as a dog. <laughs> right. right. Sorry. No, you're awesome. Um, I, I, right. I just, I really, honestly, I really do want to say um, the shit that you guys are doing is wonderful. And you're, you're an inspiration to, to me. Um, and, I, you know, I don't have any daughters that I know <laughs> of. Don't know. Um, <laughs> right. But, but um but uh you know I do have some uh step nieces and I you know I would be beyond proud if if they could grow up to be half the women that you are or have the opportunity to to learn from you guys and be inspired by you. Um so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart um for for being the the trailblazers that you guys oh, thank are. Thank you. That's really sweet. Thanks. You're making yeah, me seriously. feel emotions. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seriously. I I did I did all those yeah. things, and it, it's it's very rare that you get to to talk and hang out with two folks and and. And hopefully get to know better people who are making the world actively better. So you know, when we talk about the internet and talk about how how crazy it is and how not great it can be, you get to sometimes uh, meet amazing folks who are doing things that are changing things one person at a time. I don't yeah. want that to sound mad cliche, but it <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. So again, thank you, and uh, please, when you speak to the other folks uh, from Code Lib, please let them know that we appreciate the dope work that they are doing. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yes. Um, so again, we want to thank you all for listening. This has been episode 44 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Dopeness is going to ensue. Things are coming. Right. We will see you all next week. Good night and peace. Peace. peace.